Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome, listeners, to Signal of Doom, the internet's premiere comic book and comic book movie podcast. I'm Dave. I'm here with Rich. Rich, how are you? Not too bad, buddy. Not too bad. Yourself? We're sitting on the... I'm sitting on a mountain of skulls, on a throne carved out of bone, and yet it's comfortable, and I'm gazing down upon the legions, and they're, they're, my legions are undead and damned, but I love them nonetheless, Richard. So that's how I am. How are you? I'm surprised you can fit all that in uh, in your room. Mm. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's a big room and uh, big ego. Big room and a big ego. You, you know the way I roll, man. Like, yeah, is there an ego involved? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There sure is. And, you know, when I roll in, a couple of bodyguards clear the room. Then I come in. I saunter in. Am I prone to temper tantrums? I would have thought yeah. like you would need a bodyguards, man. I thought you'd be more yeah. capable. Sure. Am I prone to a temper tantrum, Sinatra style? Sure. Hell yeah. Are my moods fickle? Yes. Indeed they are. <laughs> you I mean, you've seen it before, Rich, haven't you? I mean, sometimes, you know, the favour of the emperor goes up and down. That's the way you have to rule. Keep them guessing, I always say, Rich. Keep them guessing. Uh, I guess that's one way to go. Well, how would you go, man? Like, what are you? You're, you're not exactly Mister. Like, let's let's have a conference. Yeah, you, you strike me as a guy who's got a bit of firepower under the hood. No, but I mean, I'd like to keep things consistent. Ah, <laughs> I see what you're know, saying. You know, you know, uh, I I don't like to keep people guessing because it just means they don't know what the fuck to do. Then, yeah, it's not the way I go, man. You know, one thing they do expect from me is, as, as I've said before, um, it's an engine built on war. I've said that to, to Ray before when we've been talking, you know, and, and like I, I moved just to a wartime footing about two years ago. I haven't taken us off it, Rich. You know what I'm saying? I officially moved us to a wartime footing two years ago and I see no reason to cease hostilities against... I suppose I've heard about it, but all right. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, no, I announced it. You may have, you may have missed it because it was one of my rants. You may have missed it, but, yeah, no, I made the official policy change. And, um, you know, as long as the war in the Ukraine rages, I have no, uh, you know, no reason to cease hostilities. As long as there's a man overseas trapped in a foreign, you know, prison POW situation. I just finished watching Rambo First Blood Part 2. Um, as long as that's still going on, man, there's no reason for Dave to be flying the white flag. None at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what have you been doing this week, Rich, while I've been kind of like going in and lost in my own world? Uh, oh, so this week I watched the um, the Terminal List, the new... Um, oh, this is this Pratt Chris Pratt thing. Now, I read some reviews really hating it, but you, you enjoyed it, didn't you? Well, as per usual, if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a 90 fucking 3, 96% audience rating and a 36% critic rating. So uh, these days I don't give two shits what uh, critics think about anything. Honestly. Yeah, I don't really care either. Like, so like I remember back in the day, like critics used to like, you know, if, if we're going back to like, you know, your 80s and 70s and all that, like they sure. used to get the odd one wrong, you know, sure. because it turned out to be cult classics. But I feel like critics today get far more wrong than they get right. Yeah. 
Well, I think they're a bit lost in the woods now, man. And also, like, the standard of criticism has fallen so far as well, you know? Yeah. No. Um, I, I tell you what, I, I, I message you saying you need to add this to you your did. watch list. You because did. You're if, very keen. You know, um, if you're a Punisher fan, yes. this, is, this is a show for you. I sure am. Sign me up. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Okay. So Punisher. That's that's high well, praise. He, he goes on a well. It's called the, it's called the Terminal List. I don't want to spoil too much because there's a lot of. It's a really good show where a lot there's a lot of like reveals, uh-huh. um, um, uh, mystery kind of thing and all that. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those shows. Like if I'm not really reviewing it, I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to spoil some of the, oh, the twists wow, and turns the, kind the, of oh, thing. Geez, that was unexpected. And it's a show, time. not a movie, isn't it? It's a, like a it's, uh, so that's just the first season. It's only eight episodes. What's it on? Yeah. Amazon or what? Amazon, yeah. Okay, right. And right. Uh, it's just yeah. I mean, I, well, I mean, the trailers give so basically his entire unit gets wiped out, mm. and um, there's people responsible, um, and he's on a on a one man mission to. Uh, right some wrongs to dispatch a bit of justice put people in the ground bit of justice i like it man i like it already um you know and, and there's, there's some really cool lines in it, like when the one guy says to him you know you know we'll bring them to justice and he goes i am justice okay that's the kind of stuff i like to hear that's what i'm saying if you if you if that's the kind like of it's stuff. very like punisher type thing where okay. like what he sees what he's doing as as righteous because for me vengeance. Uh, the i don't associate chris pratt with that kind of a role at all. Well, he's branching out. So. Is he believable in this role? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, well, it's I, a, look, I, it's I, a really yeah, good okay. show because it, it's not just like, oh, this bad. Like, there's a cool element to it where um, there's a bit of, like, mind fuckery in it. But mm. I w- watch it, uh, but it's a good revenge thing. It's also cool. very touching um, as well. Um, really? You'll, you'll see what I mean when you watch it. Even to someone like me? Um, really? I think so. I think so. <sighs> My charred, burned heart's going to feel something. Do you really believe it? Uh, I think so. Wow, it'll be the first time this year. <laughs> it's well, it's it's done. It's done well. It's an interesting. All right. Well, it's, it's an interesting good review. thing. Um, how because it's a it's a thing where they they it's playing with these memories and stuff and all that. Um, okay. Well, it sounds really cool, cool, man. Um, sounds a bit born identity. I, bit, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. I gave it an eight out of ten. I thought it was okay. really good. Well, we, and that's coming from you, and you never like new things. It's hardly ever that it happens. Very rare, yes, yeah. that is correct. Very rare. Wow, we. Okay, well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, I definitely like Chris Pratt in in, my, in most things, so I will check it out for sure. And it sounds like a good couple show, something to you know. We're always looking for a show to, to watch. Do you watch that Only Murders in the Building show? We 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 really enjoy that. That's come back on for a second season. No, it's good, man. Have you don't heard of it? Know what, don't even know what that is. It's like a comedy slash light drama with Steve Ma- uh What's his name? Steve Martin. Is that his name? Martin Short and, um, oh, what's the girl's name? Something Gomez, like the young girl, um, the Disney Selena Gomez or something. And it's really good. And they're, they're, they're um, in New York and um, in this fancy building kind of thing, apartment building, and um, – a murder happens in the building, and they do a podcast about it. And and you know they you know it's a who who done it, and so the second season has come. It's 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 cool. It's it's really funny, and uh, we very much enjoyed the last episode, the last season um, that was on Hulu, and then the new ones just come out like this week, 
um, and the first three episodes, you know, came out and we watched the first two. It's really good. Selena Gomez, I think, is the girl's name. Um, she was like a Disney star. And, um, you know, Martin Short, the comedian, and obviously, you know, Steve Martin. And they're very funny. It's good. I, I, I think you'd like it, man. It's, it's, it's comedy slash, I mean, drama in the lightest possible sense. You know what I mean? Like, there, there is a thriller aspect, I guess, to it. But it's, it's mainly, it's played for laughs. And there's little good cameos and stuff in it. Like, um, Sting was uh, cameoing in, in uh, parts of season one, which was funny. Not very much, but he was in it. Uh, you know, Nathan... What's that guy's name? Was it Nathan Lane? He was in the Birdcage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 he's in season one. Um, something or other happens to him. I can't remember. But yeah, it's good. Like I, only murders in the building. Check it out, Rich. I think mm. I think I think you'd like it. It's 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 classy. It's funny. I feel like Steve Martin and Martin Short and all that. I mean, they're the main stars, so you know. It's good stuff. Well, I don't have Hulu, so I'll have to see where I can. Oh, you can download it, man. Or, or, like, fucking find it somewhere. It's on something here. I don't know. You should get Hulu, dude. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Like, you should do what I've told you to do. It's too much trouble. It's not that much much trouble, trouble, man. I'm telling you. It's too much trouble, man. It's not that much trouble, I can tell you. It really is. I do it, and it's not hard. Um. Regardless, if it's, not, if it's not a one-step process, it's too much trouble. It's like a two-step process. <laughs> exactly. It's not one step, it's too much trouble. <laughs> um, well, uh, the reason I get it is not so much for me. It's for Michelle because of all her shows, you know, and so many of them are on Hulu and it just it just makes my life so much fucking easier. Um, you know, so that's the main reason I get it. Now, um, we have an RIP this week. Pat McCullum, I don't know if you're familiar with this guy, Rich. He was the editor-in-chief at Wizard uh, magazine, which I believe you 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 would have read your fair share of Wizards back in the 90s, wouldn't you, Rich? Yeah, way back in the day, yes. Yeah. Well, I think more 2000s. Okay, well, he, I think he was like maybe even the first editor-in-chief and he just recently passed – well, I think he passed away like in the last 24 hours, cashed out, caught the last train out, as I say. And, um, you know, it's, it's that's all she wrote. Really? I don't know. It's tough to live in these eulogies. Um, you know, I try to convey the sense of loss, the tragedy his family must be feeling right now. Um, any words to add, Rich? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, 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 well, what was he doing afterwards? I don't know. That I don't know. Uh, he was the editor-in-chief at Wizard. That was his biggest claim to fame. I don't know what he was doing in the years since. Um, I guess we could Google it. Um, look, I mean, it, it, it sucks. I mean, I'm assuming he wasn't that old. Didn't look that old at the pictures, which from the 90s. So he, he'd probably be slightly older than me. He's probably just over 50, I would suggest, or, or yeah, around which, 50. Which is pretty young these days. It is pretty young, man. But um, let's have a look here. Wizard co-founder. He was 52. So there you go. Gee, I'm on the money with my guesses at the moment. Like, I'm guessing ages of people I barely know. I, I, I saw one well, picture I of guess, this guy. I guess it's, it's easier to pick people who are close to your age, though. Yeah, well, excuse me. I, there's four years difference. I'm not fucking 52 just yet. Um, close enough. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he also worked at DC from 2011 to 2019. So there you go. That was his okay. his other main job. So you know, and everyone was oh, oh god, guess who? Oh my god, um, Tom King had to weigh in. Jesus, like out of all the people to write a eulogy, I wouldn't want to pick Tom King. You know what I mean? It's always going to make it about himself. Oh, were him and uh, him and Tom King friends were they? 
Hit yeah, well, here we go. Pat McCullum has passed a big, kind, nerdy, cool dude who edited and wrote Wizard Magazine and was an editor at DC. He did a lot for comics for a lot of years, including making the call to let Jolie and only Jolie design the Catwoman wedding dress. He was always on our side, RIP. Well, what a shame that you fucked up the wedding, Tom King, you know? And did Catwoman even make the fucking wedding? No, she fled. Remember that, Rich? Uh, yes, I do. What a fucking joke. And, like, out of all the people that would have known this guy, Tom King delivers a eulogy. Seriously? That's that's heartbreaking in itself. Um, yeah, not a, not a fan uh, of Tom King's work or his eulogies. Could use a bit of work, frankly. Always has to make it about himself. You know what I mean? Always has to always has to remind us. He's reminding us of one of his worst incidents, which was the wedding. So out of all the greatest hits to play, Tom King plays one of the worst tunes that he has available. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Tom King, but everything he, he says sounds so insincere. You're very insincere, I agree. Yeah, He's very, um, uh, how can I say, self-aggrandizing, and he's also very insincere. I've seen him deliver a few tributes, and they always come across almost snarky sometimes, you know, and... I, I just don't like the guy. And uh, ever since he went after that Asian guy on Twitter and, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then yeah. Jesus Christ, him and him and his fucking buddy, whatever that guy's name is, Mitch Gerard, there, that, that very insincere apology, that at first wasn't even an apology after they did that, I lost. Not that I had that much respect for them, but whatever respect I had, I just lost completely. That was a, that was a yeah, that, that they attacked... They attacked someone falsely with completely incorrect information and at first didn't even apologise. And I saw Mitch Gerard's uh, comment as well, which which was, we're watching. Fuck you. There's my response. No, no, it, we're no, watching if you. If I remember correctly, it wasn't false information. It said they were upset that he did uh, he did work for um, uh, Ethan Van Skyver. Yeah. He did a, he did yeah. a cover. He was paid uh, – yeah. Ethan paid him to do a cover for his um, – Cyber yeah, and they were going on about how and they were all guys. like, "Oh my God, you're a terrible person because yeah. you did a job." You for, supported you know, comics, go blah, yeah. You should never work again. All this shit, like fuck these. Which is so funny because all these people carry on about how difficult it is to make money and live off a paycheck in comic books and all that, and yet, yeah. You're having to go at some guy because he's trying to make money? Oh, like, you, you're, you're like, trying to blacklist people is what you're trying to do. You're trying to blacklist people at the same time that you always play the poor fucking pitiful me song. You play it so many times. And it's true, companies have screwed creators, but you play that song over and over, but you're trying to blacklist other people. So you're just as bad. If you had your way, you would have blacklisted him. It was only that the negative reaction came in and it was like, oh, shit, we've stirred up a hornet's nest here. We're going after someone people actually care about, you know. And, um, yeah, no, it's, you know, don't, don't even get me started on those two losers. And, and, and the fact that he's he's drawing attention to his Catwoman wedding fiasco is, is only even more pathetic. Um, now, I actually got a cool book, Rich. I, I purchased on Kindle. It's by author David Brown, and it's Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young is the title of the book, obviously the group from the 70s and um, 60s, 70s. And I was just re- – I actually haven't started reading yet, but I was reading, like, some of the excerpts, and apparently, like, it's all about how 
especially the three of them, Crosby, Stills and Nash, they were just so consumed by drugs in the 70s. And apparently Graham Nash, when he was in the studio, actually had like a Coke spoon like around his neck all the time and would just constantly be filling it up. And it was just, they were just so, and they were they were shambles, but they needed to keep the money coming in and they could never even get together to properly record stuff. So they were always, um, it was like they were forever touring, but to, to get money in to kind of feed their habit and... Um, but at the same time, they wouldn't, like, focus to do an album. It was just yeah, – I think it's going to be a really interesting book. And obviously, Neil Young kind of comes in and out of the scene because he was very busy with his own career, um, which was doing a lot better as the 70s wore on than these guys. But I think it's it's meant to be a really good book. So I purchased it on Kindle, so I'm looking forward to that. You do, I do like my rock and roll stories, don't I, Rich? Yeah, you certainly do. Oh, man, I think it's interesting. And, I mean, they make great music, but they were just a shambles. And I it's all, I, I, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if you're more interested in their drug habits than their music. Though. No, no, I like their music. No, no I'm not really I that said, interested. I said more interested. Yeah, yeah. You interested. yeah. Um, no, I just think it's interesting. Like, uh, what I think is fascinating is, like, they're, they're like the hippie peace and love generation, and then they get all the money, and they're just as debauched as just anybody do you know what I mean? Like, it, yeah. it's just yeah. all, like, all these ideals that they had and the second they got cash, it, you know, it was fucking hookers and blow and this and heroin and, like, everything. And it was just like, my God, like, talk about, you know, you know what they preach being the opposite of how they lived kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, which is kind of, I mean, at least... Uh, look, and I'm not judging him, but at least someone like Jim Morrison, he was just the lizard. He was just Mr. Sex and Rock and Roll. There was no peace and love. You know what I mean? It was just full-on, like, alcoholism, drug addiction, like, partying, boozy, recording albums, death in a bathtub at 27. Whereas these guys, it's all like, we could save the world. And then, you know, behind the scenes, they're just d fucking doing coke off speakers and stuff. <laughs> well, maybe that's why they thought they could save the world. We can save the world if we just everyone just gets high. Like they get they get so high they'd be like, I could see the universe. I'm sure there was plenty of that going on. Yeah, plenty of mind expanding uh, drugs being used that then <laughs> the come down. You know, it's interesting. Now, what interests me so much isn't like the. Um, I'm fascinated. Like, I don't really there's. I don't care too much about their, like, in super complicated, you know, backstories, but I do like those kind of movies. Like a movie like Rockstar I thought was really enjoyable where you sort of see it behind the scenes and, like, th there's the machine, which is the industry and, like, get, you have to get to the show, play your hits, come back off, you go to the next town. Like, I think there's an interesting kind of movie there and I, I thought a movie like you ever seen the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Haven't seen it. It's good. It's good. It's from around two thousand. Um, it's it's based on. Um, oh, there was a there was a British band. It wasn't Iron Maiden. It was someone like that though, like one of those kind of hair metal bands, and they um, their lead singer. It must have got fired or died or something, and the, so they 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 hired someone. So they they got a new singer who was kind of like an imitator, 
and they put him into the band. I don't know what band it is, but it's a reasonably famous 80s you know, hair metal band. Anyway, the story of this movie is there's a band called Steel Dragon, and they sort of do the exact story. So, like, they've got a really egotistical lead guy who leaves, and Mark Wahlberg is this really talented Steel Dragon uh, imit- imitation tribute act or whatever you want to call them, and they actually hire him, and then it's the story of him coming on the tour and becoming part of the band and et cetera, et cetera, and, like, come, going from being paid nothing to being paid big dollars and... It's good. I, 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 it's a very enjoyable um, movie. I've seen it a couple of times. It's good. And Mark Wahlberg is actually gives a really good performance as well, actually. So it's, it's called Rockstar. Um, but anyway, I like that kind of stuff. Like, I, I do think that's kind of interesting um, in a weird way. Like, you know, you, people have this image and then, you know, the kind of uncensored behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. And I, I guess in Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, especially Crosby, Stills and Nash, people do know the story. Like, they, they weren't quite as um, private as some others. So people do know the story, and they've all kind of written books about it and stuff. And so this guy's apparently written a really definitive story on it. And it covers from the late 60s, where they all got together as, like, one of the first ever supergroups because they all came from different bands, um, like Buffalo Springfield, The Hollies and The Birds. So they were all from big bands and they formed together and then Neil Young comes in and they were like one of the first super groups to use that term and they were, you know, and then it goes all the way through the 70s, the 80s, even the 90s, even to when they finally got back together again in the 2000s and it's all about like, you know, the inner workings of it all and stuff and like how much of it's for the money and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, I thought it would be interesting. It's It was on sale, so it only cost me four bucks. So I'm like... You know, I'm like for four bucks. You know, imagine if um, to like you accessed it, and then they're like to read the final chapter, you have to be high on cocaine, and so <laughs> the, the the chapter won't open unless you ha- you have like a toxicity reading. So you got to do like a massive line or something, or do some drug or something, and then you have to read uh, the final chapter. That's super random. Well, why not, Rich? I mean, do you, I, I'm getting in line with the uh, um the topics. It's all about like drug addiction and stuff, man. Yeah, just you know, pop down to your local supermarket and get some cocaine. So yeah, well, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying how people have to get it, but I'm just saying if they did something like that, where it was like, you know, to you know, or do acid or something, do LSD something to go kind of otherworldly on it. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, maybe it's not a book, but maybe it's like a movie or something, and then their mind starts to spin and stuff. Just trying to get people in, in the vibe of the experience, Rich. Okay. <laughs> well, why not? Like, you know, someone's got to do something uh, to make it more interesting because it's a long book, man. Like, by the end of it, you're like, fuck, enough already. But it's like, well, let's make it a little bit more interesting. Um, okay. So we have Mitchell uh, Hall, who um, is a proud Patreon member of uh, The Signal and Doom. And, and please, our Patreon needs your support. I, I say this all the time, and I actually mean it. It means the world to me if people can contribute to the Patreon because it means we can do more exclusive shows and more Dread or Dead and more Legion Outpost. Um, And Mitchell is an extremely loyal member of our our Patreon and he also is extremely good in sending me messages. And, um, you know, and I don't think he gets enough credit, frankly, because... He sends me all these messages, and he sends them. He, he actually sends them to the Signal of Doom Facebook page, which no one else. 
does, most people send it to my Facebook, you know, my own Facebook. And you can send it to either. I don't care. But this guy actually does what I call the hard yards, Rich. Do you know what I mean? He, he follows the rules, Richard. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I lay down that fucking rule, like, please message me up the Facebook group, he does it. Now, that's loyalty, Richard. That's, a, you know, it's obedience, it's loyalty, it's dedication. Would you agree? I agree that you love that. Mm, I do. Now, um, he... <laughs> and I, I, I noticed a little sarcasm there, Rich, but I'm choosing to ignore it. Now, um, he had an answer about the Elvis thing. Remember the Elvis stuff from last week, Rich, where you gave that really in-depth um, review with all my questions? And he said... Uh, the Elvis movie. I because uh, um, I mentioned to him that we'd um we'd done on the show because it was before he listened to the show. Now he says I really enjoyed it. Talk about the movie. Interesting that Steve Binder, who produced the legendary '68 comeback special, was the same guy who did the Star Wars holiday special, Richard. Um, and then he talks about the voices in the Elvis movie. Remember, I was asking who does the songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. He says the '50s is Austin Butler. Uh, the Vegas years is a mix of Austin's and Elvis's voice. Mm. So there you go. So. Yeah, well, I, I did say that I believe there was <laughs> a lot of Austin Butler because the way they were filming it, yeah. um, they were trying to get him like out of breath and the way they filmed There's no way that you could mime it. Um, but also the quality would be different. I'm just saying. I, yeah, it would be better it if it was sound, Elvis. It, sounded, it didn't sound uh, original, but it sounded good. That's what I remember. Okay, here's my response to that. Like, firstly, when was Elvis out of breath? And secondly, why wouldn't you just go with Elvis? <laughs> when was Elvis out of breath? <laughs> well, where, where, dude, seriously, when was he? I don't remember seeing it. And also, secondly, why wouldn't you just go, if you're doing the Vegas years, why wouldn't you just go with Elvis? Like, Austin Butler, God bless him, is not going to be able to top Elvis. Would you agree with that comment in terms of singing? Uh, he did a very good job, actually. Oh, yeah. Guess who else did? Elvis Presley, the king. That's what I'm saying. You've got right, a guy. If you, want to listen, if you want to listen to lip singing, just go watch the John Carpenter, uh, <laughs> Kurt Russell Elvis. If that's what you want, then just go do that. Like, Maybe I will. got it right there. <laughs> Maybe I will do that, Richard, you know. Um, also, um, and Mitchell Hall is really in my good books this week, if you can tell. I'm giving him a lot of shout-outs here. There's a Q&A on the 13th of August with Michael Bien. So, Richard, are you familiar who, with who Michael Ben is? B-I-E-H-N. I'll give you a clue, 80s. Yes, Michael Bien is a actor from the 80s, Terminator, mm. Aliens. Mm couple of other things good work, good work uh, rich tv show deadwood Strong i believe work. he was also the voice for the main character in that uh far cry spin of blood dragon oh i played that that was awesome yeah that i've was got that i've, I've actually finished that that's an awesome game yeah that's the 80s kind of like um tribute yeah yeah Wow. Well, Richard, I mean, you've got to... I mean, gee, I've been singing Mitchell Hall's praises, but are enough people singing your praises, Rich, for these kind of comments? Like, you've been on the ball. Like, if you can't tell, I'm a bit over-caffeinated tonight. I've been tossing you some pretty fastballs, and you're just putting them away. I'm impressed. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty knowledgeable about useless stuff. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> I, I, I said this to Ray the other day. Um, I just had this vision. Like, I saw this beast... Is it Beast Man from He-Man? Is that his name, Beast Man? 
But yeah. Okay. So there's an awesome sort of figurine I saw on Facebook, and I said, "Picture this, Ray. You walk into a room, and it's just a massive room, and it's just packed with like statues from like He-Man and like um, Master Universe and like Wolverine and X-Men, like really big statues, like like a like a total grotto kind of feel." And I said, "You'd be living the dream. You'd be deep in the fantasy." You know what I mean? Like making that a reality, Rich. How about that? Would you dig that if you were just there? Would you be like, wow, if you if you woke up and you were there, would you be like, is this real? Or would you be like, this is just normal? Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd probably be like, what the fuck's going on? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a simulation kind of thing? Seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that'd be a weird thing. It'd be cool, though. But would you be like... I accept this life, like I accept this life, or would you be like I question it? I definitely question it. Would you? See, I, I'd almost not. I, you know, I've always said if they just plug me in, I'm not sure I'd want to plug out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do see. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because you think you'd have control over it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting comments, Rich. I like it, man. See, all your all all the things that you. Dream about? Do you think it'd be awesome? You, as I said, you always think you're going to be the hero the of director. the story, or the not director, just the, yeah. uh, not just another pleb in the system, <laughs> just another pawn in their game, man. Yeah, exactly. that's it. Yeah. Wow. Oh, now I saw a movie. So you with your terminal list. I watched a movie with Michelle um, on the weekend. End of Days, the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Oh yeah, I saw I've that many years ago. Very much enjoyed it, Rich. Very much enjoyed it actually. And Michelle made a good point. She said Arnie should have done more of these kind of movies. You know, like I, I, I don't think I saw it when it came out. I think I confused it with the Sixth Day, which is another Arnie movie from roughly the same period, which I did see. You, uh, yeah. So on, at this point in Arnie's life, he was moving away from the over-the-top action hero. Mm-hmm. And he was doing more, uh, like six days, a little bit more cerebral. Yeah, strange day. Uh, end of days is a little bit more supernatural. And then yeah. there was another one, Eraser. Oh, um, I like that one. That's a good you one. Know, so he was going for the more. Um, it was still action movies, but I, I guess they were just not the. They, they were movies a little bit more story, I guess, or a little bit mm. more uh, substance. And so this was know, after because he's yeah. getting a bit older as well, and all that, and he's. He was about um, fifty when he did the movie because I checked. Yeah, um, it's good. I really enjoyed it. I, I I enjoyed it. Like it's fun when you watch a movie like that. That I knew the name of it, but I'd give it a solid seven point five out of ten. I, I I genuinely had a good time watching it. It held my attention throughout the whole thing. Uh, it also wasn't what I was expecting, which was which it was maybe not more serious, but sort of it wasn't sort of. As f- you know how a lot of these movies are kind of a bit, there's a bit of a wink to the audience sometimes with the tone. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, well, the, yeah. There's that's why I said it's not an action movie with the 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 quippy lines. And yeah, like the, stick you know, around the, the, the that kind of lines stuff, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Like it's 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 a bit more of a suspense horror movie. Yes, um, yes. Um, and it's got uh, what's that guy named Gabriel something? Uh, plays, yeah, uh, Gabriel Byrne is it? Gabriel Byrne? Yeah, I think Gabriel Byrne. That's it. He yeah. plays the the devil. Yes, he's very good actually too. Yeah. And then it's got uh, what's his name Pollock, I think. Yeah, is it Kevin Pollock? Kevin Pollock plays his partner. Yeah, he's good too. Yeah, with the cap. It's about a young girl and all that. Yeah, so it's it was. I remember. I haven't seen it years, but I do remember. I do remember enjoying it when I watched it. Like 
way back in the yeah. early 2000s, I think it was. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. And, um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. Now, uh, Tom DeFalco, by the way, I've been chatting to him. Um, well, I, it's online. I've been chatting, but offline from the show. And, uh, yeah, Tom DeFalco is happy to come back on. Um, going to have him on a little bit later during this year. And I've started reading, Rich, his Thor run, because Thor Love and Thunder is coming out this week. Can I just say this? People are sleeping on this run. It's fucking great. Um, Tom DeFalco's Thor run. I'm 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 I've I've I'm like halfway through the first epic collection. It's good shit, man. Have you read this? Uh, no, I didn't really read a lot of Thor. Well, neither have I. And you know what? Um, it surprised me by how good it is. You know, the the most Thor I've read is actually Jason Aaron's Thor, which I really enjoy. And I've just ordered all the complete collections for it. But um, we did, when Stu was on the show, we did a Thor, like, you know, trade from back in Stan Lee's day. And I was actually, and, and Jack Kirby, and it was right towards the end of their run. And I was surprised by how good it was. Do you, you, you know, like, I, I had low expectations, and it was towards the tail end of the 60s, so I think they've been doing it a while. It was really good. Um I didn't realise that Tom DeFalco's run, it's very sci-fi, um, what I've read so far. It's actually really good. I, I honestly genuinely am enjoying it. And, um, yeah, it's just there's a big Thor sale because the movie's coming out this week. I'm seeing it actually with Michelle um, next weekend. Uh, no, I'm seeing it this weekend. God, what am I saying? Next weekend. Um, I'm this weekend coming, so I'm seeing it with Michelle. And there's a Thor sale on Amazon, like on Kindle and stuff. So I actually picked up all the um, Tom DeFalco epic collections for a really decent price. And, yeah, it's I, I want to rec- recommend it to listeners. I want to say, yeah, Rich, there's a few crazy things happening tonight with technology and um, me and technology as always. You know, I, I'd say we're, I don't know if we're close friends, we're more like acquaintances that pass in the night. Um, things go wrong, you know. I'd hate to be in control of, like, a nuclear system and a nuclear war. I'd be so terrified to do something wrong with technology, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, I just bombed London. I was trying to go for Moscow and I got London. Sorry. Um. <laughs> well, it, would be the, it would be the fault whoever gave you that... Uh... Yeah, but you, <laughs> he gave you that technology in the first place. Yeah, whoever said Dave's the guy. Put you in charge of that. Yeah, if we put Dave in charge, I'd be like, I question you. I question, I, I question me being actually the one at the controls, giving the orders. I'd, I'd love it. I mean, a nuclear war. I, I'd be like, we have to go full offense. And they're like, you realize that's going to be the end of the world, Dave? Too bad. I mean, oh, well, we had a good run. Um, all that's going to be left is a charred, smoking husk of a world. Oh, well. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, well. What a shame. Um, yeah, but uh, as I was saying, there's a Kindle sale on Thor on the um, on a massive amount of the, obviously, the digital collection of Thor from Marvel. And I can tell you this, that what I've read so far of his epic collection is excellent. And I said, Tom, I loved having him on the show. I thought that was, I honestly thought that was one of the most, like, enjoyable interviews. I enjoy all our interviews, but, like, he was so generous with his time. You know, and and I actually felt a bit bad. I, I feel we kept him for too long, but he was just so... I said, man, I feel there were stories left on the table that we can go back on. And um, I said, I want to... I'm deep in his Fantastic Four as well. So I want to get... I want to read a bit more of those. So I've got some good questions for you. So we'll also have him on. He's doing work with um, Ron Friends, who um, does a lot of the artwork on the Thor run. He's He works with him still now, and they're doing they're doing stuff now still like new stuff. 
um, which is on his Facebook page, which we'll definitely talk about with him as well. So uh, Ron Friends is a fantastic artist. Like, um, I think he did quite a bit of Spider-Man. He definitely did a lot of Thor. Um, and I think he's worked with – I think Ron Friends has worked with Tom DeFalco, like, a lot over his career. So, you know, these are the kind of moves I'm making in the background, Rich. You know, like playing to win as always. Now, um, wrapping up finally, um, Roger Waters' The Wall – can I just say this, Rich? I've been, look, seriously, lying in bed at night listening to The Wall on my headphones. You know, goodbye, cruel world, and just loving life. And, like, Michelle's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, sorry, I've got The Wall here. You know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> take out the fucking, do you want me to take out the earbud from the wall that I've been building, you know, metaphorically around myself as I sit there? And, um, you know, it's, Mother, should, do you think they'll drop the bomb? Mother, do you think they'll like the song? And, um, you know, then I take her questions and stuff. And she's like, you know, you're just not listening. You're just listening to that. She thinks it's she thinks I'm listening to a podcast, but I'm actually listening to The Wall. And um, But anyway, so I, I he did like a movie uh, documentary or something of, you know, his he, – he now tours it as a show, Rich. Like, so it's a concert, but it's like got a lot of props and stuff going on as well. So it's pretty wicked. I'd love to go to it, man. If he came to Australia with the wall, would you come with me? Because Michelle will not come. <laughs> Are you into it? Are you into that stuff? Like, you know, just another brick in the wall, all that stuff? No? Uh, I'd be up for it just because I'm, yeah. I'm always keen to even just do stuff that's not necessarily on my radar. Okay. Well, this is on my radar. Massively. Yeah, exactly. You know, right attitude, Rich. Right attitude, man. Would you also be available for Bob Dylan? Because Michelle refuses to go again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. I'm just. Open, okay. You know, it's, You're open. It's, it's a concert. At the yeah. end, sometimes yeah. uh, you can have fun just because maybe something goes wrong. Yeah, exactly. Well, at least you got the right attitude. Now, um, yeah. So look. So in, in essence, this fucking documentary is wicked. And can I just say the show he's putting on just looks insane. It just like it. It full on comes out. And he's starting the, you know, it's literally the whole album, song for song. And he comes out, he starts doing the first song, which I think is called In the Flesh. And it's full on like um, like fascist imagery for some reason. I don't quite know why, but it, like it's not swastikas, but it's kind of like almost like a swastika. And he comes out in like this black, he's playing a character. And it's like, wow, this it's really kind of intense. I was, I wasn't, I was, I was, I was, I called Michelle in. Like, I check this out. Look at how fucking wicked this is. I said, imagine this live. She goes, you're watching it right now. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, imagine we were actually there. She's like, it wouldn't be that different. I'm like, true, but it would be slightly better. You know, like, how would you, when you're watching a concert, Ridge? You know, there, like, if you imagine you're watching Elvis Presley live compared to watching Elvis Presley on a Blu-ray, how much more in enjoyment do you think you get from being live? Um, much or I, not much? Well, I do. I, I suppose it depends because the the biggest difference will be the crowd around you. So, sure. I mean, sometimes the crowd around you can ruin. Can annoy, yeah. Your your experience, um, but also they can enhance it. So it's it, yeah, it's you know, it, it would definitely be different, but it could be different, better, or it could be different, worse. Yeah, I remember once I heard someone say they went to see Carol King, and the woman next to them was just like singing her way through, and finally someone said to her, "Listen, I came to, I paid to see Carol King," 
sing, <laughs> not you. You know, which is true. Like, mind you, I speaking of Carole King, my sister and I went and saw years ago, like ten years ago, we went and saw Carol King and James Taylor together live, and it was absolutely fabulous. You know what I mean? And it was it was really simple. Like, it wasn't like a big stage show. It was just literally almost this them on. What I remember is them sitting next to each other, one on a piano, one on a guitar. There was probably more people. but And it was just, they just played the songs. There was no stage show. There was nothing. It was really nice. You know, it was really chilled. Um, and then I've been to, like, um, the you know, Bon Jovi and U2 and stuff who have a really big show. And, you know, I, I find at times I can disconnect from it a little bit sometimes. Like, you know, I remember when I saw you 2 in like 92-ish with the Zoo TV tour and I thought that was amazing. You know what I mean? Like I actually thought it was amazing. And when I went and saw them years later, I almost felt like it was like a band playing the greatest hits of you 2 You know what I mean? Like it was – I didn't feel the same kind of connection. It was a bit more – here are the hits, you know, deal with it. And they still did have a very impressive show, but it didn't feel as, as good kind of thing, you know? Mm. I don't know. It's 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 interesting. But it was funny when well, I said... That, that, that's what I say. I mean, yeah, I mean, depend. live can be good or bad. Like, yeah. But also sometimes the performance of the artist, whether they on form for the night or yeah. whatever. Now, again, obviously Elvis from the Sounds of It was pretty much always on. Yeah. That's uh, right. I mean, you probably wouldn't have that issue. But but I'm just about in generality. In general, yeah. Not everyone's Elvis. You know, a lot of guys have up and down nights. And some people do sound worse live than, oh, sure. than recorded. So yeah. Well, I, like I dare say that like when they put these Blu-rays together uh, of many acts, you know, like concert films, I'm sure they enhance the voices and stuff, you know? You know what I mean? Like for the release? Uh, oh, probably, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. When you I mean the tape. Probably touch it up in 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 post or whatever. Well, one of the guys at work, um, he, he's a bodyguard and um, outside of work, and, and basically what he was saying was, I need to question more on it. So he goes to I won't name names, but like you know, he often does security of fairly big acts. You know what I mean? Who who are playing the hits? They have something. I don't know if it's the words are being. They have like earpieces in. Which say the words, I think, so they know that what what's to sing, kind of thing, like what to keep them in time or something. Like there's a there's a trick to it that apparently is like super essential for the, for for the artists. Because um, I was always like, how the hell do do all of them remember the words? You know, the vast majority of people like it. I like it would not be easy. I don't. I I think to remember all the words to all the songs all the time. Uh, I mean, it depends. I mean, mm. you perform it enough. You True. sing it so many times in the recording. But they do have – what, what, but a lot of them do have the teletype, you know, like like the sure, karaoke I, thing. Yeah, it's, that's probably just for maybe if they do lose their way, but I would mm. imagine that a lot of the times they do have, you know, or maybe if, if it's a song that they maybe don't perform that often. True. Sure, but, I mean, yeah. I would say that – they they do probably know the words to a lot of the songs because they've performed it. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Remember that one, James Taylor. I mean, it's 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 happened to me. Like I I I haven't heard a song in years or something, and then I'll hear it, and then I'll almost instantly remember the words. So I don't know. I mean, it's probably a mixture of both. I would say, sure. Yeah, I'm hopeless. I don't remember anything. I I, I barely remember choruses. I'm I'm terrible. I'm always like. I know the words, most of the words to yesterday. That's about it. 
and uh, yesterday. Um, I say I don't remember, but anyway, but like, I'm I'm hopeless. I'm terrible. I've got like a memory like Swiss cheese for song lyrics. But anyway, what my friend was saying is, apparently they do have something that tells them the word. Like heaps of them have it, kind of thing, and they need it as well. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but but I'm like, wouldn't that be confusing if you're doing like born in the USA, and then they're saying the next line, and you're like, I guess they're just saying it, and you just sing it. To me, that would get confusing. It depends how quickly you're singing, you know? If you're like, um, strangers in the night, and then it's like exchanging glances, exchanging glances. I, I, I guess. I mean, as I said, I know that sometimes around the stage and all that, they have cheat sheets and stuff, but I, I, I didn't. I've the first. This is the first I'm hearing about them having an earpiece in them that's telling them the words. That's I've I've not heard that before. Yeah, there's there's definitely an earpiece doing something, and I think it's the words. Um but, well, usually yeah. they have that stuff in their ears mm. to block out the noise uh, because sometimes they kind of play the tune in their head yeah, so that they don't get thrown off by outside. Yeah, but I think that's also or... doing the words now, man, as well. I, I don't know, man. That seems like a lot of shit to, to keep track of. Like, well, this is big acts. This isn't just like yeah, but common Jerry. You've got to keep track of your performance. You've got to keep track of your tempo. You've got to keep track of... Yeah, you the notes. Then you got to also listen to this. Ah, uh, I I don't I don't know. Maybe I mean if he's done the stuff, then he knows. I, I'm gonna uh, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna Facebook him with a question because I'm not exactly sure of what he told me either. Like you talk about an unreliable narrator. That's me. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to remember something I was only half listening to, but then later on was thinking about, it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not super confident that I've got it right. Um, I'm going to message him so we find this out during the show because, you know, we do know we're going to be on air for a couple of hours, so hopefully he checks his messages. Um, Yeah, but anyway, so all in all, you know, we love a live show. And now, Richard, what do you think about this? Rocket Man star, and he's also in The Kingsman, I believe. Taron Egerton? Egerton. uh, Egerton reveals talks with Marvel execs about taking on the Wolverine role. Uh, what do you think, Rich? Where are you on this? Uh, well, one, I've heard that that's rumour. He's been talking with Marvel, but they speculating about the Wolverine thing. I don't believe I thought he is. said that. I don't think so. Right. I, I remember reading. I, I Look, I did see the news rumour, mm. Joel Edgerton and all that sort of stuff and all that. So, because um, I think that's what happens is, we, you know, maybe if they someone goes in to talk to Marvel, they just start speculating mm. as to... Who they're going to play, you know, because there's a lot of people who do fan casting online and stuff, and so mm. maybe like, oh, maybe he's going to be doing Wolverine. Um, that could also just be to throw people off as well. Maybe just try and keep his role secret uh, for now as to what he's doing. Who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, too young. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Really though, yeah. he's got to be thirty something now. Yeah, I kind of feel. I, me personally, I know I understand. Oh, we want to have a actors we can have them around but wolverine needs to look he needs older to look older he, he need, because you have to remember like wolverine was like one of the oldest members mm. of the x-men you know what i mean he was always the old guy mm. with, with around the younger people basically you know he's even older than scott and all that so i don't know i i i guess i would prefer someone who they could be young but maybe just look a bit older yeah. you know what i mean like um because edgerton's got that young Fate, you know what I mean? He's got that baby face. Yeah, yeah, massively, yeah. You know, and I just, I, I just prefer someone who maybe is thirty but looks maybe forty <laughs> or something like that. 
um, to, to play Wolverine. I just don't want Wolverine looking too young. That's all. I just don't mean. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying. Now, by the way, my, my mates come back to me. He says, yep, it's the song lyrics, dude. So it's the song yeah, lyrics okay. in their ear. And yeah. And this is big acts. Like this is, this is, you know, major acts kind of thing. I think also like what a lot of them do um, is they're not even singing. So like a lot of them, it's, it's yeah, it's the song lyrics so I don't sing uh, the song. No, you, you you can no, you can tell who the people who are singing and who the ones on. Yeah, but but like there are there are certain acts that, that aren't singing at all, you know. Um, I I mean I don't know how they. Get, I mean maybe they're singing a bit, but there a lot of the backing vocals and stuff. I think. Well, are I, I know that. So what you're saying, Rich, is stuff like the Backstreet Boys and all that aren't. Um, they're not singing. Yeah. Well, generally they lip sync because obviously they perform in dances. Um, and otherwise, they'd be out of breath. Yeah, they're doing all that um, bullshit to distract from the fact. Stuff. Like, Although some so other so. people have been caught lip syncing, I guess, just because they want to sound. Oh, I've seen footage where people are clearly not singing. You know, where they get they get out of step with the song and stuff, and it's kind of embarrassing, kind of thing. And I think a lot of them, you know, I mean, you know, like Adele sings, you know, but it's just her. But a lot of them with the show, they do have on the 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 the. You know, the backing vocals, often the backing vocals, I think, are sort of tuned in. You know what I mean? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. It's it's more complicated than you'd think. I mean, it would be challenging. Um, yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, man, I guess that with all that money at stake too, like they don't want to give too many bad shows because people are going to, you know, stop, stop, um, stop coming. So uh, anyway, so to wrap this thing up with this guy, you, I'm not feeling him for Wolverine. I think he's too small. Uh, well, Wolverine's supposed to be short. So. Yeah, but, like, so what, man? Hugh Jackman's redefined the character as far as I'm concerned, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would like to get, uh, you know, maybe we've had the tall Wolverine. I wouldn't mind getting the short Wolverine now. Sure. Okay. Back to basics kind of thing. Well, that's how you could also make it your own. Yeah, I mean, no, I I, I hear know. that. I, I do hear that, actually. Like, yeah, you... you yeah, okay, but but when I say big, no, uh, nah, but anyone can buff up, man. Seriously, like a lot of the. But this guy's now, pretty. This kid's pretty ripped. I think he's been already. He's been doing it for a while, yeah. man. Like, but, but people bulk up. I mean, come on, Christian Bale bulked up for Batman. You know, obviously. yeah, but but what I'm saying is, this guy right now is pretty ripped. I've I've got I, there was a, literally yeah, a yeah, shirt he's off picture, ripped, but he may just have to put on a bit of extra Killers. bulk just okay. to. You what know, about? I'm going to throw a name at you, Tom Hardy. No. Oh, see, I, I think you. I, I reckon he's the kind of actor that I reckon would be good. If not him, someone like him. You know, I just think he's a bit older. I mean, Tom Hardy's got to be pushing forty, surely. And he's got. I, I see him as a guy who could bulk up. I just think he's got a bit more physicality to him. That's all. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just maybe I've just seen him in too many. Maybe I've seen him in too many things, and, oh, and with him being out. Venom yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I, I maybe would like to see maybe a fresher face. Okay, take right. uh, you know, take it on and all that. Um, look, I mean, let, let's be honest. There's been fucking hundreds of fan casting of of Wolverine, mm. you know, over the years. I mean, even you know. Um, uh, some people wanted uh shit what's the guy from um the kiwi guy that played dread recently Carl Urban. Urban. you know yeah. people were like oh Urban. it's like yeah he'd be good 
you know, yeah, but again, uh, as you said, I mean, it's better to maybe go for a younger person who looks a bit older mm. or you can make look older because, again, he's he's pushing, he's got to be in his 40s. Oh, Carl Urban's got to be, he's got to be 45, he's I reckon. Probably, yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's closer to probably 50 than 40. Yeah, maybe. and the problem is, uh, not. I mean, I hesitate to use the word problem, but those guys have got, like, Carl. if you cast Carl Urban, he'd easily have 10, 15 years. You know, but then suddenly he's going to look and be quite a bit older. You know, like that's mm. the that's the thing. Like, because he, you know, Wolverine's not going to be a kind of like one or two movie deal. Like Wolverine is going to there'll be Wolverine solo movies, there'll be X Men movies, there'll be this, there'll be that. It's going to be a big commitment kind of thing. You know? Oh yeah. Oh for sure. For sure. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess. Oh, look, you could do worse than this kid. I, I don't hate this kid by any means. I quite like him in The Kingsman. I actually don't mind him in what I've seen. I haven't yeah. seen... Have you seen Rocket Man? What? Do, or if so, what do you think? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. No, neither have I. And and you know what? I probably should check it out because I'm a big Elton John fan. Um, now, have you heard this about Popeye, Richard? Have you heard the latest news about Popeye? I didn't even know Popeye was in the news. Uh, Popeye is no in the news. No one's spoken about Popeye for <laughs> decades. I think. Well, yeah, Popeye has been taken. You know, he hasn't been taking his spinach, and he's faded out of the news. <laughs> yeah, but get this: so the new writer or whatever the 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 Popeye comic strips latest cartoonist Randall K. Milholland says that Popeye is quote gender fluid. Always has been, which is news to everyone, and he promise he promises more ethnic diversity and more characters who aren't heterosexual. And the question that the person who posted this wrote was, "Will Popeye and Olive Oil now be fighting over Bluto?" <laughs> I mean, so he, he always has been. Is that correct? Yes, apparently. Even though he's only ever chased after olive olive oil consistently for I don't know a hundred years or however long um, Popeye has been around. Like pumping eyes, <laughs> like with this spinach. I actually said before you know it, they're going to outlaw um, him eating spinach because it's you know um, it's 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 harmful to vegetables. The way he just destroys that spinach, and um, I just can't believe that we're they did try to reboot Popeye in the last couple of years, and it was super fucking stupid. It was really like it was instead of the pipey, he blew bubbles and stuff. Like they tried to PCify Popeye. And um, you, you have to Google it, man, because it, it, it's laughable what they came up with, you know. And that was their attempt at, like, some new Popeye spin-off cartoon or something, and, of course, it totally failed. Well, I, I, I think the thing that annoys me the most, right, about these people that say the, the, the character's always been this, right, is that it's like, no, it hasn't. No. It's just that you're trying to rewrite history. I'm fine if you want to come out and say, we want to change him. Like when I say I'm right, I mean I'm not happy, but I'm saying at least be honest and yeah. say oh, we want to change the character. We want to make the character more whatever. Don't try and say oh it's all he's always been coded that way. It was always no, it hasn't. Okay, no. because the people that created him and did it back in those days, they didn't think like you did. Okay, I hate to break it to you, but your modern lens yeah. cannot be applied to something from like 50 years ago. It, it just can't because people didn't think like you do now. So don't try and 
Yeah. It pisses me the most is the whole you trying to justify. Oh, it's always, the character's always been intended. No, it uh, wasn't. Look, you know, there, there would be cases where that's true, but it's not true in Popeye's case. But my point is they're trying to do it for everything. They, they sure do. They sure do. You know what I mean? They try and justify and say, like, oh, it's always been that's the elements. It's like, no, no. And no, you're you just, just a racist for not knowing that. <laughs> you know. You're I part mean, of the on, problem. For God's sake, he's only ever chased Olive. Yeah, as far as he I'm beat aware. The shit like, out of, uh, what is his name? Uh, 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 <laughs> Bluto. 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 Bluto, yeah. Bluto, yeah. And, and, and chased Olive. Like, I, I don't know how you can read more into like, honestly. Yeah, that's it. I mean, do you remember Wimpy? Wasn't Wimpy from Yeah, the, he loved his burgers. He in loved fact, his burgers. <laughs> what I loved about Wimpy and, and eating burgers is we actually had a burger place, um, a, a, a place in South Africa called mm. Wimpy's. I love it, yeah. Which is where you got burgers from. <laughs> oh, that's classic. And so it was literally like a spin-off of like Popeye. Like it was like no, a I tribute. think they just maybe used the name because, you know, uh, maybe they uh, the, the Wimpy uh, and loved his burgers and so this place served burgers, so they just called themselves Wimpies. I like it. They were they were not, not afraid of um litigation either, Rich. They were just, you know, daring to be Well, I don't think you can sue because a, a food company called itself Wimpy's. And it's well, these, da- these days, you, you don't know. Oh, the probably way. These, days, these, these days, like like fucking um, Kanye West went after the that sneaker place calling itself College Dropout, and um, he mm. sued them. And, and, you know, they do they definitely send around, um, like Disney send around stuff now if, they, if, they, if someone's using an image or something. Um, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. They fucking, they're so, they're so litigious. Like, I, I just hate them for it as well. Like, you know. Uh, and often when it's people who are just like, fuck, seriously, they're just heavy fans of your bullshit brand and they're helping fucking promote it, like, you know. But um, I just think it's bring out the clown car and we are on a one-way trip to clown town with this Popeye stuff. It's really pissing me off, actually. And, I, well, you know, I guess the goal, the goal of whoever runs the strip now is no one's been talking about Popeye, you know. I haven't seen Popeye on the, on the screen for probably close to 20 years. And they're like, oh, see, we got Popeye in the news. But I don't think people are going to be reading the strip. I don't want to read a strip where Popeye is now apparently gender fluid and gay and going after guys. Like, I'm like, that. It's just, I, I'm just like, that's not even Popeye. That's just, you, you're, you're now fucking up the character, you know? Well, uh, look, my opinion is the whole thing is, to me, what you're proving to me, right, and probably the rest of the world is, you cannot make a you cannot make a character like this popular on its own. No, because what you're doing is you're taking all all you're doing now is taking existing properties that have been popular or are still popular, and you're changing it because you're hoping to piggyback off that popular. Because what you're saying to me is you cannot create a new character with parameters and have it be popular. Mm. That that's that's what I read out of it. Mm. Is that that's the impression they give me is that they cannot make new characters popular with the. It's crazy the though. I mean, they but they can. Do. Like people do it all the time. There's heaps of shows. No, and but shit I'm with saying all they can't. It's, no, they they, they definitely can't. You yeah. can't in general. I'm saying they can't. I mean, that's what these. People what kind of a meeting would it be where someone goes, "I've got it." And you're like, you know, Popeye the Sailor Man, like super fucking gruff guy. Like, you know, he, he talked in that really weird style. Like. You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, super, like, fucking, um, I don't even know how to describe him, but, like, you know, a simple man. You know what I mean? Like, kind of thing. <laughs> how we always talk like that? And, <laughs> and then and then he's like, oh, we're going to make well, Popeye. He goes, hey, I love. <laughs> but, 
It's like, where can I make Popeye? What do most people know about Popeye if they know Popeye? They know that he's constantly chasing after olive oil and, like, God knows what. Like, it's some sort of a romance and beating up on blue. Well, actually, no, I, I don't think he's chasing after her. He's in a relationship. He's married to her. Yeah, 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 he's married to her, yeah. There's Bluto that keeps coming in to try and uh, basically rape her. As far as, I'm, <laughs> as far as I'm aware, he may even be married to her, but he's definitely in a relationship of some sort with olive oil. Like, they're very lovey-dovey, and, um, and someone's like, oh, you know, we got it. We're going to make Popeye gender fluid. Like, you know, around the table, is everyone like, yeah, that's a great idea. That Gee, that's going to fly with Popeye fans. <laughs> Popeye fans are going to love this. It's just, I don't, like, it well, doesn't. Well, I don't think most Popeye fans care. I mean, they've, I mean, as a city, hasn't been around out. for a long time. So. I know, but, but I just feel like they're not going, it's like their, their targets are wrong kind of thing. It's, it's like when they did, this is, this is what I think, honestly. Like, I get they want to be more socially diverse and stuff, but they're picking the wrong targets. Like, it's like when they did G.I. Joe. And in this one, the G.I. Joes hate America. <laughs> like, and it's like the G.I. Joe fans uh, do not want that. That is not wanted. Like, the that is not what sells to that fan base. That is just you – know, you, do you know what I mean, Rich? Like, they're picking the wrong targets to try to twist and subvert. Like – you're subverting it too far. It's you've lost touch with your fan base. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, look. Put it this way. I think what what's happening now is going to happen to pretty much every single property in existence. So Jesus, that's bleak. <laughs> like, well, it's it's you know it's that's what's happening. Look, just look at any franchises, uh, mm. properties, and and just look how they all been sort of co-opted and changed because mm. as i said i mean i'm not opposed to creating new things mm. your own things you know mm. like and, and creating your own characters but all you do is keep taking characters you didn't create yeah and yeah. Uh, putting your lens on it which i'm like it's just lazy it's just you know there is there is a laziness to it i agree yeah it's yeah, weird so, it's it, it's it, it's just odd i I just think that they've sort of like lost the plot a little bit and um, and they're not – I don't think they're serving anybody. I don't think – I don't really think that – like whatever mythical audience they're chasing, I don't think is going to turn up anyway. And I think you are actually – look, in Popeye's case, as you say, the, the, the fan base may be pretty dormant, but there would still be a fan base that has been reading the script. I, I dare say you're going to lose some of them. You know what I mean? There's going to be some people out there who read that strip who go, what the fuck? No, thanks. Um, you know, I don't want Popeye so radically changed now that he's gender fluid and yada, 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 and, like, it's all going to be PC City now. Um, Popeye fans who are reading that strip are going to be like, no, thank you, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing to me where you – I mean, it's weird that you would say, like, so what? No, no one's reading Popeye now, right? And you thinking that now that you make him gender fluid, all of a sudden you're just going to have this massive influx of re. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, like just like, like what? Do you, what exactly do you think is going to be happening? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I just don't, I don't understand. What you think is going to happen? Like, yes, yeah, I agree. It's 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 the same thing as the George O thing, where they were like, we're getting get guys who really are critical of the government and critical of the military and we're going to let them loose on JoJo. I'm like, well, that's not going to work with the fan base. Like, it's not – you're not going to bring in a ton of new fans and you're going to shed, I reckon, a significant amount of your existing fan base. That's, that, that is what's going to happen. 
Um, and it did happen. IDW lost the license. You know, they, they couldn't make money. Um, you know what I mean? I, I like, and I'm not like the world's most conservative person or anything, Richard. You know me. I'm actually quite socially liberal, but I just think some of these business decisions are bad. Like on a business level, I'm like, I don't think they're clever decisions. Um, I don't quite, well, you know, get it. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I mean, you know, I mean, back in the day, companies used to chase people with disposable income. Mm. Who are they chasing now? Because they don't seem to be making money with all the decisions that they make. So, yeah. you know, again, it's not like, it's not like a whole bunch of anti-American uh, uh, people went out and bought the GI Joe comic. No. So who were you targeting? Like, you know, it's the same, like, you know, all the decisions you make, or you may be listening to people that don't have disposable income who are just, who just like to yell online or, 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 be or, or, or they, or, 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 or they won't to? do anything with it. Like they're not going to spend money on it. Like they're happy to shout and scream and pick it, and, but they're not actually going to spend money on your product. You know? Well, I mean, a perfect example is, I mean, they made, um, uh, uh, um, uh, John Kent, they made him buy. Yeah. But the sales, he's, the sales are still down there. Like the book's not exactly massively selling just because it made him you know, bisexual, you still have to tell good stories. You still, you know what I mean? Like mm. you still have to chase the people with money. At least in that case, and, it was and a want new them character. To buy your stuff. I know. But no, 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 no. But what my point is, it, you don't just get to make money because you make a character bisexual or because no. you make a character gay or you change a character sure. from white to black. It doesn't mean you just make money. Oh, Not, oh, there you go. Job done. All but that's you get. what they think it is. All you get is the five seconds in the news cycle. That's it. Yeah, but that's my point. But they think by just doing that, oh, that equals money. And it's like, no, it doesn't. No. I mean, it, it gets you the five seconds in the news cycle. That's that's what it does do. And that's. But does that equate to anything long-lasting? Usually not, you know, usually. No, because they're not telling good stories. That's the problem. They just think that they can take the easy route, mm. not have to actually put the effort in to telling good stories. Yeah. Yeah, I know we've we've trod this ground before, but uh, unfortunately, the they don't learn their lessons like at all. Like it's like no. God, like it's very much the definition of madness. It really is. It's it, it's it's weird. Like that they don't get it. Like it doesn't seem that complicated. Some of this stuff. Like it doesn't seem like I don't know. Yeah, they, like there's just something about it when you're reading some of the older stuff. I'm like, they construct the stories better. They take more time with the story. There's a bit more weight to it all. And then it's, there's just the opposite where it's just like, whatever the fuck we want just goes, you know, like we're just gonna, we're gonna, we're light on content and we're, we've, we're sort of just going to spin it and we're just going to, we're just going to spin a very thin thread and just see how that goes. And I and I think nearly nearly all the time now it's it, it, it adds up to a very dissatisfactory product. You know? Maybe I'm being too critical, Rich, but I, I just I genuinely think that that's what it is, man. I think that it's 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 a problem. And it's not across the board. Of course there's 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 good product out there and good comics and stuff, but I think the industry itself needs to it's even in the recent past they were doing it better. It's not like it was thirty years ago. I, I would say, I would honestly, I, I reckon ten years ago they were doing it better than they are now. Like you know, and fifteen years ago they were doing it better than then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I I read something the other day which actually made me mad, and it was on CBR. 
which are now just a clickbait site, and it said, here's 10 reasons why Jeff Johns was so bad for DC in the 2000s. That was literally the headline of the article. And I read that, and I actually felt sort of like angry on his behalf. I was like, seriously, this is a guy who, if anything, rehabilitated multiple of your franchises in in the comics, like multiple. You know what I mean? Like not just Green Lantern, Justice Society. He helped on Teen Titans. He did building right. blocks on lots of stuff, you know? And I'm like, and you wrote this article, like really? And you're a comic book site that would have, I bet, done so many like praising Jeff Johns over the years. You know what I mean? Like, and now... CBR is not a comic book site anymore. Yeah. Well, it was... I thought it was a disgraceful article. I, 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 it actually it actually made me mad to, to look at it. I was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe what I'm reading. You know? I, I used to frequent um, comic book websites all the time. Mm. I don't really go to them anymore because all it is is, is stuff like that of, like, let us tell you why you're wrong and yeah. this is actually a good thing or something like that. I'm just like, go fuck yourself. I know what's good. I don't need you to tell me. Yeah. what I'm wrong about. You know, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, you, you, you know, and, and there was like a one-sentence thing. Where, okay, we admit he did some good things with Green Lantern. It's like, oh, gee, how fucking big of you to admit that? Like, like he only rehabilitated the entire franchise for over a decade. And, like, you know, by the end of his run, there was multiple titles selling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's just one thing he did. You know what I mean? It was just a really, really distasteful it made me realize i mean look i hesitate to call them journalists but if that's what passes for journalism in the industry it's an absolute joke really Mm. honestly and just because he's not flavor of the month because of whatever fucking social crime they they tried to pin on him a few years ago like the amount of people on on, I, i see a few people unfortunately in the fan base who really are who really do believe this for some reason that Jeff Johns was, like, terrible for DC. And I'm like, he was actually one of the biggest assets for DC coming out of the early 2000s for over a decade, you know? I would say until New 52, he was probably their biggest asset, you know? Um, Well, yeah, but, well, yeah, I think the thing that kind of, the the biggest issue surrounding Jeff Johns is mm. more, he wasn't a big fan of the New 52. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think he decided I'm going to go focus more on TV shows and movies, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, that didn't translate as well. Yeah, um, and so from that aspect, I, I I would maybe agree. Although he seems to have been done doing better with Stargirl. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, but no, I mean, if you if, yeah pre uh, New Fifty Two, I'm sorry, Jeff Johns hit way more out of the park than he struck out on. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he struck right. Up to that period was was very high. I I don't even kind of understand. I don't think it can be questioned, kind of thing, in terms of his comic books. Like we're not talking about. Oh, it's just you know? it's a hit piece, man. It's trying to retroactively uh, yeah. uh, besmirch him. Um, but that's so you know. sad. Like this is a guy like who who did a lot for the company, who did a lot for comic book sales, and and, and by essence, your bullshit site. And and it's just a hit piece for just no reason, really. Again, these these websites don't care about comics anymore. Yeah, yeah, they just they just they just don't give a shit anymore, do they? Really, it's just sad. Um, yeah, but anyway. So um, now 
there was um, – have you heard of this guy called Techno Blade, Rich, a YouTuber? He died of cancer, like, I think. This, I, this but I, I know of him. I've never watched because I'm not a – I'm not really a Minecraft no. – I'm not a Minecraft person. And I know he did other things, but he's very big in the Minecraft community. But I know of him, and, yeah, he passed away. I think he was only, like, 20 – how old was he, like 26? Wow, it's pretty young, isn't it? And he said, know. if I had another 100 lives, I would choose to be Technoblade again every single time as those were the happiest years of my life. I mean, it does make you think, like, I, I think of this sometimes, like, you know, like life is so transitory and we spend so much time working, you know, to get cash, to, you know, pay mortgage, rents, whatever, food, you know, blah, 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 like cycle, you know, rat race kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're on the treadmill kind of thing, you you know, and then it's like, and then you have this guy who, what, had roughly 26 years, had cancer, was probably fairly sick for a fair chunk of that time, did whatever he did on YouTube, you know, entertained people, probably made some coin, but, you know, whatever. But like lived life on his terms, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, you know, and... You know, it's kind of like, did the fact that he had a time clock, like, staring him in the face make him push harder into that realm than, say, myself or someone else who's just like, well, I've got all these various fucking things I have to do for my career, do that, to buy this, to get this, to do that. You know, Do you know what I mean, Rich? You, you know what I'm saying? Because I have a time clock too. Like, I'll die too. But, but I, it's not flashing in my face like it was with this guy with cancer. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Well, I don't know. Um, I would assume that. Um, I mean, it's really hard to even know how you. Because you're either going to be motivated or you're going to be despondent. Um, well, if I if, if if they were said to me, you've got terminal disease, you've got two years to live. Uh, I'm pretty confident I wouldn't spend it working, like at my current job. You know, and I like my job. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying if you, if you had that. If you had that, I'd probably say, well, I'm going to crank out like two more novels, you know, and and, and do that. That's probably yeah, what I Yeah, but do. I mean, obviously, again, he was, you know, he's a YouTuber guy, so I mean, he was already doing some fun. Mm. He had a community that he engaged with and all that. So, yeah, I mean, I could understand why he would say I choose it every time. But I do also think that's a pretty sad statement because he didn't really, you know what I mean? He didn't really get to experience much beyond that, you know. Sure. And, Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying, like, I see what you're saying. You're saying, like, yeah, he led a fairly enclosed life. Uh, not not enclosed. I mean, again, he, he had a massive community and all that. But what I'm saying is saying I would choose this every time. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, that was the happiest time of your life. But your life was only 26. Yeah. Like, you didn't really get a chance to experience anything further down the track. You know what sure. I mean? different uh, but would he really like maybe they get worse maybe they get better maybe something mm. even better comes along the line i mean it's hard to say but i'm just saying it's it's even sadder that he only got 26 years is my yeah. point and i'm sure only maybe i don't know when he started his youtube was he was sick the whole time years. though was the whole was the oh, whole i don't know yeah that's kind of what i know I there was a, a stage four terminal cancer i believe so jesus poor was, bastard going out yeah. like yeah it's not fucking fun it's terrible, really. It makes it, you know, it's the great leveler. But, oh, uh, yeah, I, I sometimes think that. I'm just like, well, we get so into, and I do too, we get so into job, money, 
you know, whatever we define as success, you know, side projects, side hustle, personal time, sleep, wake up, rinse, repeat. And it's like, yeah, and I've, you've got a system and you've got commitments. Like you can't just go, well, I'm just going to do this and this and this and, you know, um, you've got work and stuff. And, and then it's like, yeah, but I, I sometimes think like if you knew – you know, you're going to be shot dead in the street at age, say, 51. What would you do differently if you if you you kind of knew that the you know the the expiry date? That's kind of what I'm thinking, Rich. Am I going too deep into it? Because I I just keep thinking about it now. I'm just like, wow. And I'm actually quite happy with my job. But I'm like, but if I wasn't doing that, I would be doing but, a lot more writing. You know. But that's what. Yeah. But I mean, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like, there's the there's the oh this is how i would want to react sure and then there's the but how do i act because as i said you might go oh if i know but also knowing that sure like could literally spend you into a oh it's, it would spin some people out it would spin I mean? some people well what if you what if you knew it was gonna be a week you know yeah that's what i that's what i mean look if it was gonna be a week i'd pretty much try and fucking what would you do uh uh would you just go to Vegas? Trip. Would you just go to Vegas and just like fucking just go hey hell for leather? Uh, what would you do? Not not necessarily Vegas, but I'd probably go on a road trip. A road trip, um, all right? Yeah, cool. I'd uh, go on it with you. you know, if you're going to yeah, die in a week, I'd go with you. I think a week would I'm be enough. I'm going to go on a road trip, stop wherever I want to, you know, whatever, and just say I'll you know I'll die somewhere here on the road trip, and someone can find my body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I hear. Uh, but I mean, again, that's. But as I said, maybe I maybe I get that news, and then I literally just go home and like stare at the wall for a week. I don't know. Like, I mean, what, what like would be what something. would be the point of that? Well, I guess. Well, that's the thing. You don't know because maybe you you start thinking about all the things you never got to do, all the things that you regret. Yeah, but in a week you could do. Just, you know, I'm if it was saying, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, Dave. Like, sure. You know, anyway. Yeah, no, true, true, you know. true. True. And depending on where you are in your life, whether you've got family or kids or whatever, like it's, yeah, you know, maybe you're like, shit, I've, you know, I need to sort my family out and, you know, yeah. make sure that they're I'm just saying, like, that's it. Like, what if you had a different story? You got kids, you got a wife, you got this, you got that, as opposed to a lot easier if you're single. But even then, you're like, oh, I haven't got, you could, you could do, there, there could be those people who'd be like, oh, I haven't had a connection. You know what I mean? I, I haven't made a difference. And then there'd be those people, well, some people would say, well, he died happy, he had wife, kids, but then the flip side of that is if he was so happy, surely he feels like he's got more to lose, you know? Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of reactions. I would just go to – if it was a week, I'd just go into complete oblivion. I would just be like, fuck it. I'd be like, fuck it. I'd almost seal myself in my room and just play games, you know, and just be like, I'm, I'm fucking out for lunch. Where's Dave? <laughs> he's deep in fucking cyberpunk right now. He's not answering any calls. You know, I do a very dark podcast too. I'd, I'd almost have it going on live, you know, into the day. People would see the side of me that they wish wasn't actually there, where I'd be like, we're going to look stare right into that fucking very dark mirror tonight, kids. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's kind of you quite yeah, regularly. Yeah, but you, you don't but, need the death news for that. <laughs> yeah, but it would be more so than normal. <laughs> 
you know you might just get that music go oh i don't feel any different <laughs> no i don't think i would but 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 like i would there'd be the performative aspect for me where i'd be like i'm definitely going to diarize this for future generations you know but but some people would do a hit piece some people would go you know we we're, we're doing the nice version where we're just like well we're going to like you know enjoy ourselves some people would go on the attack you know there'd be people like i'm not one of those people like some people go through their lives and they have all, you know, they regret things and stuff and they might try to, you know, like a movie, try to kind of like mend bridges and stuff like that kind of thing, you know. Um, whereas I'd be more like cuddle ties. Dave's floating off by himself. <laughs> it is. Dave's, Dave's in the Viking boat with his concubines, obviously, um, beside him. And we're so gonna, one thing I know I wouldn't do is I wouldn't mend bridges and i wouldn't i wouldn't uh enact uh revenge on anyone just in case the news was wrong sure yeah I, I like it rich i like it i like it yeah it's a good point yeah if the diagnosis came back it's like oh you are gonna live and up like, to oh it. we made an error you're actually fine i'll be like oh <laughs> yeah i mean now then- i've got a now I've made amends with this person that I hate, or yeah. Now, now I'm, now I'm stuck person. with them. Now yeah. I've said all these nice things to them, thinking that I was about to die, and what does it matter? And now I'm stuck with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, that would be annoying. I agree, that would also be annoying. Um, yeah, no. interesting though. I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's an enjoyable topic to consider. Um, now, speaking of um, something, I want to get. We obviously follow Ezra Miller um, quite closely on the show, and um, he's provided us with a lot of material over the last. Well, um, closely, but at a distance. At a distance, yeah. You don't want to get too close to Ezra. You might wind up with a chair pegged might, at you. Might, yeah, you might choke you. You might choke you, throw a chair at you, uh, show you his gun, or all sorts of crazy shit that goes on Ezra Miller's life. There's calls for Elliot Page, and we're supposed to call them Elliot Page, Rich, because if you call them their other name it's apparently called their dead name um it's the actor who used to be an actress we're not meant to remember that but that was actually what it was and their calls for elliot page to replace ezra miller as flash and the trans community is apparently loving this um they're turning on their bisexual gender fluid fucking whatever ezra miller and uh they're loving Elliot Page. Uh, Rich, where are you on this? Uh, no, thanks. <laughs> Only if purely from an acting point of view. Yeah. Uh, look, Elliot Page, when they used to be known as Ellen Page, uh, was in a good movie called Juno. Um, but I can't think of too many other films other than the very brief cameos in um, X-Men 3, I think. Uh, I'm not sure if there was any other movie she was in. Um, oh, she was in that movie with Leonardo. Di- oh, sorry, <sighs> Elliot was in that movie with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh no, sorry, what no, was it Elliot called? wasn't in that movie. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, Elliot has not been in anything except for Umbrella Academy. Because Umbrella Academy. Ellen yeah. Page is dead, so therefore Elliot has not actually done any acting in it. What what a bizarre thing that they apparently call it a dead name. That seems a bit dramatic to me. I'm, well, if that's the case, then I'm not associate. Then I'm not giving you uh, <laughs> credit for the other roles that you did with that dead name. So, <laughs> but not that I think there were that many good roles either. You know? Oh like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, I think they were in a good movie called Hard Candy. I don't know if you ever saw that, where they played a um, 
Uh, look, I forget the ins and outs of it all, but basically it was this creepy producer guy who um, uh, was going to, like, molest this girl, like, rape her or something, and, like, drug he drugged people, I think, to rape them or something like that. Anyway, she got the upper hand on him, and it was all a revenge mission, and she had all these tapes of all this child abuse stuff he'd done and everything, and she um, showed the cops, and the cops were coming, and his choice was uh, to kill himself or she was going to castrate him. And she castrated him in the movie. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a, like it was a, it was a, actually a good movie and it was a good performance. So that was a good movie yeah. they were in. Pro- oh, look, that's, well, it sounds like, uh, sounds like Ellen Page did some good movies before she passed away. <laughs> she passed away. And and now so far Elliot is mostly famous just for being Elliot and for being in Umbrella Academy. Would you agree with that, Rich? It, it, yes. You know, you know. So I don't know. Like the Flash, I, I don't. I'm not getting Flash vibes. Can I say that? I'm not. I'm uh, not like. I'm, you know. Here's the thing. I think that they pick in Elliot mm. because uh, Ezra and Elliot look almost like twins. Right, twinsies. Yeah, very similar look, man. Seriously, yeah, I would swear they're related. Well, they're both a bit wackadoodle as well. <laughs> they're both a little bit out there, like as well. Like I think there's a partly that as well. It's like okay, they're sort of maybe Elliot Page isn't as out there as um, Ezra, but like you know, it's a little bit of the sort of like diverse hiring kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like we're we're hiring a bit of diversity here. And Elliot Page in their prior career was a fairly decent actress. Um, you know, I thought a, a better actor than fucking Ezra Miller, who I think is terrible. Like <laughs> Ezra Miller does set the bar fairly low in terms of acting. You know, would mm. you agree with that, Rich? True. Yeah, it's not like he's setting the bar that high that it's like, oh, how can we possibly top this? Um, yeah, it's not the greatest. So anyway, we'll we'll wait and see. So there there are some calls from the community. That, but I'll be interested if that happens. Now, the Prey director for the Predator um, show is explaining why his Predator looks so different. Dan Trashtenberg, director of the fifth installment um, of Predator, details a leaner, meaner Predator. Uh, he gave some hints about what audiences can expect. I want it to be scarier than we've seen it before, the director explained. It's intelligent and it has advanced technology. And that makes it even more difficult to take on. But because this movie is set 300 years in the past, these things need to feel a little bit older than we've seen before, but also still far more advanced than what we think our Earthlings would be able to handle. I wanted to make sure the head was more proportional to the body. This Predator is much slimmer and less armour than it's ever been. It's more creature. It's still hulking and ferocious. Wanted to get your views on this, Rich. I've always felt the Predator is fairly fucking, um, well animal and creature when he takes that fucking mask off jesus um but less armor probably a good idea to try to be a bit of a leveler with the um you know the with predator barely wears armor to begin with i don't know how much less armor make it he's got the arm um, bits on he's got the, the i should be one have the rocket on the shoulder yeah he basically he, he dresses like a gladiator for god's sake so mm. how much less armor you need um mm. like i mean yes you've got the helmet <laughs> You've got the the shin and the the forearm things, mm. and that's about it. Like, okay, maybe his undies is metal. I don't know. It's not like he's 
It's not like well, the Predators are all armored up like Did... fucking Iron Man. Good God, man. Like True. He's helmet rich? I said he's helmet. That's oh, what I said. He's like a, you know, he's like the gladiators. Like, yeah. it's very minimalist um, armor. So, I don't know how much less armor you can. You well, can he's obviously anyway. bulking them down as well. You know, he's. he's, he's uh, the first Predator wasn't that bulky in the first Predator movie. I think Arnold was bigger than the fucking Predator. So, Rich, <laughs> you're kind of like, it seems like you're sort of pushing back against this story. Uh, again, I just push back against these bloody directors and Hollywood people who that they're like reinventing the wheel or they're so clever and shit like it's mm. just you know you know uh, oh ours is different ours is different yeah it's probably going to be worse too so <laughs> that's funny <laughs> i hope it's not because i know ray and i are looking very forward to this prey thing are you thinking it could be a case where dave builds it up a bit too high in my brain uh potentially i think it's uh, i think it's going to be a bit of a dud on Oh no, that's that's not good news, Rich. That's that's disappointing news to hear. I hope that's not the case, Rich. I mean, I I I don't like you to be wrong, but I hope in this case you're wrong because I really am looking forward to this this show, man. I need some Predator, man. The last Predator movie sucked. Remember that one? Yes, it did suck indeed. It did. It sucked fucking badly. Um, breaking news as of today: the Duffer Brothers, who are the people behind Stranger Things are adapting Stephen King and Peter Straub's The Talisman for Netflix. Now, Richard, I can swear to this, an absolutely amazing book, a really great novel, maybe even my favourite Stephen King that I've ever read, and I, I like quite a lot of his novels, but this Talisman is such a good story, and it's perfect for a, a show. Now, what do you think, Rich, about the... Duffer Brothers and their treatment. Do you think they're the people for this? No idea. We'll find out. Richard, that's not really what we need for the signal. Like that's a very non-committal well, response. I don't know if they're the right people. How, do, how can I know? I don't well, watch Stranger Things. Like, well, you can base it on Stranger Things, you know, and I think that... You want me to base it on something I've never really watched? I mean, that's a bit hard. Well, that's the kind of stuff you have to do when you're on signal. Anyway, I think it's a good fit. I think it's a really good fit, and I think okay. I, I'm not going to fight you on that because good. I'm not familiar with their work. Okay, all right. Um, Ridley Scott is show running a new Alien TV series. Rich, um, do you think Ridley? Give it a rest, Ridley. Give it a fucking rest, man. <laughs> Alien is dead. Just fucking give it a rest. It's killed, <laughs> murdered. It's a dead franchise. Just let it go. <laughs> did he direct Alien Covenant? I think he did. He definitely directed. Yeah, yes, he directed. He directed one of the the terrible. Just came. He he definitely directed Prometheus. I, I think he directed Alien Covenant. Um, what did you think of Alien Covenant? I I didn't mind either of them. I just didn't think they were that great. I thought, I they were, thought okay. Alien Covenant was. I feel like it was rushed out because of the shit. Because of what? The shittiness. The shittiness <laughs> of Prometheus. I think because Prometheus such a fucking huge disappointment they were like mm. oh let's quickly let's make covenant and make it more alien and all that but it's like uh yeah there's certain franchises i'll be honest with you it's just harder to keep caring about it because you know i kind of not really enjoyed an alien movie since aliens really i mean yeah, yeah. alien 3 is okay yeah right but from there onwards, it's just 
shit after shit. Like, you know, mm. it's it's one of those things where it's like, what do you... Well, I hear what, you. Do, yeah. you. do you actually have a plan for the series? Do you, do you have a plan for what makes them interesting? Well, Ridley, I mean? Ridley did seem to have some of a plan, but it, I just don't think it was that interesting a plan. In I thought Prometheus was okay. I don't even remember Alien Covenant. Like, I, I saw it, but I, I don't even remember anything about it, frankly. Uh, a, a Alien Covenant was, was really kind of almost like Alien 1. Right. Right? It's, I think, if I remember correctly, it takes place on the ship, and all the ship people are getting killed, you know. Okay. Sounds familiar. And, and shit's going down. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost like a reboot, remake sequel. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of just hitting the same kind of beats, but... Different, obviously, but I mean, at the end of the day, the core is the same, in my opinion. Mm. So you know, I don't know. It's it's really hard because you know, it's just it's aliens. Yeah, they're cool, and personally, I think they should have continued along the aliens route. Yeah, where it becomes almost like a zombie kind of thing, where you you're fighting an invasion. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah, they are taking over planets. It's fucking you know civilization is crumbling because these things are just spreading like a plague like yeah. i feel like that's maybe a more interesting route than you could have continued after aliens instead of trying to keep going the horror route mm. you know but like he's, Sem- all, you know, he's all Termina- about that. you know terminator one is a is a much it's a it's a chase thriller but terminator two is like a high octane action movie yeah and i just feel like once you hit aliens and you went away from the horror and you're putting the marine it should have just continued to be about the humans versus the aliens wiped out and you know platoons having to go up against the aliens and all that sort of stuff like mm. that would i don't cool. know i i i kind of feel like that would have held my interest more than what the shit that they've done since then yeah no i i don't disagree with you man i think that you make you make a decent point like it's like yeah, I, look, I I think I'm just trying to think about it. Like, I I felt when I saw Aliens for the first time, and I probably saw Aliens probably before I saw Alien. When I saw Aliens for the first time, I remember thinking, and it was probably the first time I got critical in my mind. I thought that is pretty much the perfect action movie. The first time I'd seen it, and I saw it like in the late 80s, like probably a year or two after it came out, you know, I saw it on video. To me, I thought that was almost the perfect action film um, that I've seen. And I still think it's it's right up there. I think uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, uh, is also in that right there. But then I saw Alien, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. But Alien 3, to me, disappointing. Um, boring almost. And Alien Four, I can tell you this: Alien Resurrection. I have never. I, I have tried so many times to watch it, and I should watch it. I have never made it all the way through. I have fallen asleep in that movie probably six times, and I have seen the first. I, I just. I, I. I. I'm just like, is this a really boring movie, or is it just me? Um, I have seen. I feel- yeah. I agree with you. Like, I feel like Alien Resurrection, right, was... See, the, the problem with Alien 3 is they tried to go back to Alien 1, right? They tried to make it a horror. Yes. And then with Alien Resur- um, Resurrection, mm. they tried to make it, again, more action, which mm. I don't mind the idea of, like, a specialized squad mm. no, I having like to take idea. on aliens. It's yeah. just that it was so fucking corny. Yeah. And so, like 
comic, you know, over the top, uh, over the top comical that mm. it took it cut. And like the beautiful thing about aliens, there's still that massive tension. Oh it's yeah, it's still dark, it's scary. Yeah. It's you know what I mean. The, these people are like freaking out. And this one was a bit more over the top action without any of that like fear undercutting. Yeah. The, the situation. So I, I kind of feel like they were trying to, like, which direction we're going to do? And they've just kind of. <laughs> I think they had the wrong director as well. I, I just don't think it was a, I just don't think the whole thing was a good fit in resurrection. I've seen mm. alien predator and alien versus predator requiem. Um, you know, they're okay. And obviously then you've got, um, you've got Prometheus, which I, I thought was okay. I, I don't mind Prometheus actually, but and then I've got Covenant, and I and as you say, I just don't remember it at all. Uh, it's weird. Like it's, I, I think it's a, I don't know. I, like maybe a TV show is a good idea, you know, maybe. Um, but it's all about execution, and like Ridley Scott has had, you know, two movies to sort of rehabilitate and realign this franchise, and I don't think he stuck the landing on either one. I think. Prometheus was and, okay, but you know, and, and somehow I doubt that this TV series will be about the Marines. What's it going to be about? Like I don't even I, know. I, I don't know, but I, I, if you t- put it this way, if this TV show is basically going up against aliens, I might be. Yeah. Well, surely it's going to be people going up against aliens, but it could be a slow burn. That's what I'm fearing, Rich. You know. Yeah, but yeah, but again, but. Yeah. You see, why aliens was such a good step in the right direction is because once you know what the monster you can't really, you know what I mean? It's very yeah. hard to keep going the horror route. That's why you look at so many horror movies. Once the fear of what the thing, they they just become a little bit more about the killing. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just become a bit more over the top because they're like, you know who the killer is. Yeah, the mystery to, is gone. The mystery yeah, is trying gone. to keep that suspense. Once you know what the alien is, mm. And you've got past the suspense. You can't really keep the horror element going that much. You know what I mean? Totally. What you can do is you can introduce other characters where you know what, but they don't, right? But what was cool with the Marines is that they then allowed action, and you got to see how would yeah. Marines, and whatever, take on these things. Even with like superior firepower, these aliens they just they just multiply. Yeah, you got you got to see badass Marines with like fucking excellent weaponry. And but then it was like, oh shit! There's not just one alien. There's fucking tons of them, and it was real balls to the wall kind of stuff. Like I, I still love that movie. You know what I mean? Oh I no, that, that's my that's my favorite alien movie. That's like, a, aliens is the my favorite. Yeah, it's easily world. mine. People, I, there's this contingent online that think you're just like a leper if you prefer aliens over alien. It's like, oh, my God, how could you possibly? I'm like, look, I like Alien. I think it's a good movie, but I think Aliens is a fucking great action movie, you know? But I guarantee you all these people that say that would would also be the same people who say, yeah, Terminator 1. What do they say? Yeah, what? I I guarantee all those people that say, how dare you say Aliens is better than Alien 1, Mm -hmm. would turn around and say that Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I, gee, Terminator One's an awesome fucking movie, but uh, Terminator Two is better. Is That's better, yeah. Saying. There's yeah. nothing wrong with the next movie being better, you know. That, yeah. Like, what? That's a stupid thing. So, oh, what? Well, no. If the whole point of you making more movies is to make them better, if you're mm. not making them better, then you fucking shouldn't be making them. Then you should just stop. And usually they should stop and don't. That's the other thing. You, you, you know, you can't like Terminator Three is definitely not as good as Terminator Two or One. You know. 
um, yeah. Rise of the Machines. Like, I remember, I, I really have vivid memory of this. Like, I went through this patch in, like, a few weeks where I saw uh, Predator. I, I think I saw Terminator first, and I just couldn't stop watching it. The, you know, I got on video and I just couldn't – I watched it once and I was just so amazed by how good it was. You know what I mean? Like, I, I barely even knew what it was. I, I kept watching it. I reckon I saw Predator the next week when we went to get a video. And I, I know, and then I saw Aliens not that long after that. And, you know, it was just a golden streak. And I, and I still recall Terminator watching it for the first time and how he just wouldn't die. And I just thought it was just so awesome, that movie. And then – Years later, like it was quite some time between when I watched that video, it was probably about 85-ish, and seeing Terminator 2. And I would not have thought that they could have topped the original Terminator, you know, because I, I loved it that much. And when I saw Judgment Day, I was like, no doubt in my mind, I was like, that I, they have topped one of the best action movies, you know? It oh, was yeah, amazing, you know. Um, tough to do. You know, most people don't approach like one classic, let alone then top it the second time. So, yeah. Um, now, Richard, as you know, Michelle and I have been watching Ms. Marvel. Let me say this apparently, the viewership is like way down. I have not minded this series at all. I, I thought it's been okay, actually. But this latest episode, I said on Facebook, was probably the dullest and most boring episode in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe TV universe that I've seen. It was so dull, Rich. It was like, I do not understand who they think this is appealing to because it was slow, it was boring, and it, it just they just slowed the story to an absolute crawl, Rich. That's not good. It was terrible. And I so read... What, it sounds like it's a filler then. Maybe the, the show yeah, should be... Yeah. Uh, like, what is it, yeah. six episodes? I don't know. It was about... I think they go for about six. Yeah, well, it wasn't good, man. And let me just say this. the um, I, Like, my motivation for watching it, there's nothing wrong with the girl who plays Ms. Marvel. Um, and, in fact, the family, it's got the mother's very good and so it's got some good actors. Um, there's just not much to it. I even said to Michelle, I said, they're making... The thing about this show is they're making all this up. Like, you know, she was like an inhuman, blah, blah, blah. None of that's in the show. It's all made up by Disney, and it's really thin. Like, they just don't have much of a story. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like they're, they're, they're spinning their wheels, and they're only like six episodes into this fucking character's arc. I'm like, God, like, put this poor girl in a team where she doesn't have to carry the whole thing herself, you know? Um, you, that's how you feel. You're like, there's nothing wrong with the actress. She does a quite a good job, actually. But you're just like, oh my god, like this origin story is very like thin. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just laughing because they've basically tried to put Miss Marvel in every fucking team book possible in the in the comic book. And does it work? <laughs> like Miss Marvel, like throwing her into stuff because she's like she's a decent enough character like in it like there's nothing really you know wrong with her like but there's just the spotlight being incessantly upon her and her origin story is showing the extremely limited scope of that origin story and uh, she's in desperate need of being 
she's in desperate need. She seems to me to be a good team player. You know what I mean? And I, I just – there are some characters, Rich, um, and the X-Men have plenty of them who are fantastic in the X-Men but probably couldn't support a solo title, you know? Um, and do, do you know what I mean? That kind of a character? And, like, they're great, but if the spotlight was on the 24-7, you'd probably start questioning why am I reading this. Uh, that's how this feels. It just feels like she should be in a team, really, honestly. And we do know that they're putting her in the Marvel's movie or whatever, the Captain Marvel 2. So she's, uh, she's yeah. going to be... See, the, the weird thing to me is I feel yeah. like a character like this would have benefited from the movie first, maybe, yeah, yeah. and then the TV show. Well, she's just going to be fangirling, I guarantee it, about Captain Marvel because, like, that's her big thing. You know, she's like a Captain Marvel's number one fan, basically. Um, so I would assume she's going to be, like, squeeing and, you know, jumping up and down, just being in the presence of kind of thing. I think there's going to be a bit of that kind of Because, I mean, the comedy. thing is you could have you could have introduced the, the, the character in the movie and then still gone back to tell her origin story. You could have, Rich. In, in, in the TV show. Yeah. And the Beatles couldn't have broken up, Rich, and recorded three more albums, but it didn't happen, you know? <laughs> no, the Beatles were always going to break up, mate. They were always going to break up, but they could have, you know, punched out maybe another album, but, you know, I guess they had their day. Uh, they would have killed each other first. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but all I can say is, Rich, um, you don't need to watch Ms. Marvel for the show because I'm doing it. You know, you often criticise me. Thanks. I wasn't going to, but thanks. You, you often criticise me for sometimes bailing out of shows. You know, there was there was allegations over one show. I can't remember what it was. Uh, you know, it wasn't allegations, mate. It was just fact. <laughs> it was um, Moon Knight. I've never watched the final episode. Moon Knight, and I think there was an episode of Obi Wan where I was slow to watch it, and you were very critical, if I recall. You were you had the knives out, Rich. You know, you almost kind of well, what I said to you was don't pull a fucking another Moon Knight on me. <laughs> Just slightly, just slowly exit the building. I think also happened with Wheel of Time as well. There was a no couple Wheel of Time. I've watched in full. Wheel of Time. I've watched in no, full. No, you eventually, but you did fall behind. But one thing I do like about it, when you do watch it, and I, and I ask you to give me the rundown, you are very good with the rundown. So I do appreciate well, that. Maybe I should stop being so good with the rundown. No, do not, sure. because then the show will fall apart. Because I don't remember. You know, I don't remember anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we do Sinner or Doom, I say to Dion, okay, tell us what happened in the movie. Do not admit anything. <laughs> I, make him do the whole, I make him do the whole plot of the movie. Now, Minions, The Rise of Gru has brought an estimated $108.5 million in ticket sales. Uh, this movie is doing gangbusters. It knocked Top Gun Maverick uh, off the number one spot. Apparently, cinemas are banning groups taking part in Gentle Minions trend which is basically young people turning up in, like, formal wear to watch this. Um, and oh, the humanity. How fucking dare I, they? I, oh, I mean, my God. Like, seriously, what kind of cinemas are, is, are doing this? Like, how lame are these cinemas? Like, cinemas that apparently don't want fucking money. Yeah, I know. Like, they, they spend all this time crying and moaning about COVID and all the restrictions and yada, 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 and now young people turning up in, like, gentle minions, like, formal wear, who are paying customers in your fucking overpriced the cinema. Way, the, the gentle minions just means they came in suit and tie. That's it, yeah. That's it. They didn't, they didn't come dressed up as minions. 
That would be more you know, fun. None of them came dressed up in giant fucking yellow costumes. <laughs> it's just shirt, like just suit and tie. Yeah, I do love Apparently the minions. that's offensive, don't you know? I do love the minions myself. If I was like a little toddler, I'd love to be dressed up as a minion going around. I love the minions. I love the minions are one of my favourite movie franchises, frankly. Really? Oh, yeah, I love the minions, man. Ask Michelle. I love the minions. I, 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 I like... When they're on, I'm like chuckling away. I find them very, find them very amusing, actually. Fair enough. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it's the softer side of Dave, man. Like, he enjoy my minions. But I don't know. Like, I just think this is ridiculous. Like, you know, turning people away who've paid money because you're dressed in formal wear because some parent somewhere had a fucking complaint. You know, so, someone somewhere but, got offended. Isn't it amazing that how how fucking backwards it is? Like. Usually you have a go at someone for dressing sloppily. Yeah. You know, no no shoes, no tie, no service kind of shit. Yeah. And then you actually have this adult complaining that boys are dressed smartly. Yes, to go watch me. Going to the movies. I'm like, are you fucking, like, what? Yeah. What? You talk about clown world, like, really? It is clown world. It's clown town, man. I mean, if they all came in yellow fucking bikinis, you know, or G-strings, I could understand the parents... <laughs> not that fucking acceptable you know <laughs> but they came into suit and tie for god's sakes yeah you're you're on the money rich it is clown town we're in a fucking parade in the middle of clown town right now um now uh, what's this thing about rob zombie rich that you've added here what's going on oh yeah um so i saw today uh so you know rob zombie he's doing a monsters remake i movie. did not know that actually yeah, okay um, and he released a sort of some some artwork a poster which shows uh herman lily and grandpa mm. and i must say um i, I believe his wife is playing lily mm. but geez it looks it looks just like the original actors like the characters look isn't he like super horror-y so is it going to be like a full horror no, thing so or? he's actually he said that he's gonna have it be a bit more cartoonish yeah as very much like the cool the monsters he goes the, he will he will inject a little bit of like scariness into it mm. no not like um no not like super like r-rated horror but yeah. he said he's definitely going to lean more into the 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 cartoonishness of it but uh it looked um the post i saw looked really really it was just like wow that i i check it out i always thought the monsters kind of suck compared to the adams family but i but I, i've definitely seen my fair share i'll check it out like grandpa monster and all that stuff and is it herman was it herman yes i believe it's herman I believe there isn't a release date yet for um, it's okay. it'll, for it. It'll, so maybe, it'll, it'll maybe 2023 is probably going to be okay. All right. When it comes out. Now, I've got a news item here, Rich, that should send chills down your spine. Apparently, Ethiopian baboons are now domesticating wolves, Richard. They're, they're, they're putting them in pens. They're riding around on them. Um, these e- these Ethiopian baboons putting them into pens. I believe so. Yes. How did they build these pens? They they can do this kind. Of, this is what I'm saying. These baboons, man. I, I said this on Facebook, and this may be a controversial take. We need to wipe them out. I'm talking about death. I'm talking about a bullet in their brains. These baboons, dude, are crazy fuckers, and they are building communities. I said to Michelle. What if you went, not that we're going to go to Ethiopia, but just say we were in Ethiopia. You looked out and you saw the little baboons building little villages and like, Um, you know. 
domesticating wolves now and riding around on wolves. I'm just, I'm just, sorry, hang on, hang on. I'm just curious. Mm. What? Did you, did you read an article? Yes, I did. Saying that they, they ride in around on the, the wolves <laughs> and keep them in pen? I believe so, Richard, yes. Now- I'm looking at it now, uh, and it says, <laughs> researchers in Earthfear um, caught wild wolves and monkeys intermixing without aggression. The seemingly tamed wild wolves just walk up and walk through the monkey herd while the monkeys act like the wolves don't exist. Yeah. I don't see anything about pens, <laughs> riding them, going to war. I'm just, I'm curious, is there an article maybe I'm not I seeing, saw or? a satirical piece about it that was talking about them riding around. Now, all I'm saying, Richard, is this is dangerous. This is how Planet of the Apes started, dude. Seriously, I'm not kidding now. These baboons, I don't know if you're aware of this, they're super vicious, man. They'll rip your face off, man. People think monkeys are so much fun. They're not. They're crazy fuckers, I, I man. I know exactly what baboons are like. We, okay. have, them in, we have them in Cape Town. Okay, well, they're crazy, and you know that, don't you? How old is this article? That New. It's current, about? man. It's current, dude. It's happening now. I don't think so. And I'm saying... Dude, I think they're putting them in pens, man, and they're building like little houses and stuff. In my, at least in my mind, that's what they're doing. Now, all I'm saying is, is is this is this inappropriate, Richard? Because I'm putting that as an idea. We go in and we wipe out the whole fucking tribe. We burn it down before it even gets started. What do you say? Doable? It's no, not- I think I think we're fine. Uh, the no, a lot of the articles. So. 2015, so it doesn't look like anything's happened from. Man, seven you're years. living in you're living in a fucking paradise over there, man. You think you're so safe right now, but all I, I I was literally lying in bed thinking about this, and it was freaking me the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, that's because you don't live with animals. I'm used. I to have two. Uh, I have I'm a dog worried. and a cat. Thank you. I have a dog no, and a cat. I'm talking about actual wild animals, mate. <laughs> wild animals. Hey, we we've got a baboon problem in, in in South Africa, mate. Like we we have we live. Yeah, and I and guarantee you, some South Africans go out there with shotguns and sort some of them out. If they become a nuisance, yes, but we don't actively go. Well, you know what? One day they could rise up and take over the planet, <laughs> so we better wipe them out. No, there's none of that. Well, it would be if I was in charge. There'd be a lot of that. I, I just think it's dangerous. Do we really want? A primate race. I think it's dangerous. You watching Planet of the Apes movie and thinking it's a possibility. <laughs> well, dude, seriously, think about it. They're bigger than us, and they're more vicious. They're they're mm. more primitive, man. Only gorillas are bigger than us, man. None of the other. Uh, okay, but you get it. Like three baboons coming at you, you've got a problem. That's what I'm saying. I, I look. Have you seen the pictures in places like in Thailand? where, you know, the tourists went away because of COVID and the fucking monkeys, dude, have taken over the suburbs and stuff and the, the city squares and all that. You can't go anywhere because these monkeys are just owning the place now and they're causing havoc, dude. I'm serious, man. Like, it's a fucking problem. And if you're a yeah, shop you, owner no, in Thailand... No, then, then I'm okay with you culling the herd, but I okay. don't think you need to wipe them out, Dave, because they might <laughs> domesticate a wolf and ride around with a spear. Like, I'm, You wouldn't be worried if they did that? I'd be very worried if they did I that. I wouldn't be worried because it's not going to happen, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, as far and as... guess I- what, Dave? If somehow <laughs> magically it does happen, it won't be in my lifetime. Dude... 
uh, as far as I'm aware, and I could be wrong here, I don't believe in, like, real life. I know in fantasy people have ridden around on wolves, but I don't think it's happened, like, to humans. But if the apes are clever enough to be riding around on them, that tells me that they're more advanced in some weird way. I, I, have humans ever ridden around on wolves? I don't know. I no, know because we're smart enough not to fucking try and train <laughs> something as a mount that's going to turn around and eat us if we're not paying attention. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, you you said a fucking monkey riding around with a spear on a wolf. That to me is a no one's problem. seen that, so I'm not worried. <laughs> if that's the point I'm trying to make. Oh, I see. Well, what about a horse? Because what about a horse? Well, okay, horses. Take horses, for example. They're domesticated. Surely one of these baboons, if they're busy, you know, making friends with the wolves, is going to think, well, why don't we start? As far as I'm concerned, the, the second one of these guys builds a fucking house, we bomb the entire area. I seriously. I, sure, sure. Yeah. Sure. When that never happens, we'll do that. Dude, these monkeys are already... I've been at the zoos, dude. They can build shit, man. They're not as dumb as you think. They are not as dumb as you think, man. They're, they're actually reasonably intelligent. I didn't say they were dumb, Dave. I just said that they're not going to be building fucking skyscrapers. Not, but even houses. But even, like, rock houses and stuff, you know, those kind of bullshit oh houses. God. Even the most basic thing can build a rock house for shelter, Dave. That's not, that's not something to worry about. I'm worried about it. I'm worried. Uh, look... All I'm saying, beavers build dams, Dave. Are you fucking worried about the beavers? They can build a dam. I'm not worried about a beaver. I'm worried if I see these. I'm staying on this story. This is a new story for me. If if these baboons start building houses and start putting wolves in pens and like building like little roads and stuff, I honestly will say this: we should level the place as in terminate them 100% before they become a problem because it will be a problem. I can spot a problem on approach. I, I can see this becoming an issue. I, it's not cruel to do it to this race because they are not yet, like, fully humanised. But wow. I, I think, I honestly wow. believe it. I'm not saying wipe out the whole race. I'm saying... Destroy this civilization. It's like, it's like you've never watched Star Trek or read X-Men in your entire life. <laughs> well, what are you saying? Well, wh what's your counterpoint to what I'm saying? Are you saying just let it thrive, let it let it happen, let uh, let this... Yes. Yeah? They, like they could be uh, a, a force for good. They could be a Come new... on, really? Why do you automatically assume that if, are you if, serious? They're, smart enough, if they're smart enough to build and to socialise, why are they not smart enough to... To, to want peace if they if they become that smart that sense they, they, they won't want peace Richard We're like they they they're basically a slave race man firstly they they like, no matter how advanced they'll be they will always be not be advanced us okay all right well I'm glad to see you've got no fucking concerns no I really don't have concerns okay about well the fucking monkeys, <laughs> well I guess you'll be going to Ethiopia and you know walking down the street with all the baboons with the wolves I, I, I don't mean to sound nasty but if a spaceman came down and saw a caveman <laughs> would he go freak the fuck out and go oh my god he's gonna the, these people will dominate us if we don't wipe them out with their sticks and their rocks <laughs> look all I was saying is look we humans war. You know, like we are, we are a violent species. 
these things are more violent than us. You know this from your experience in South Africa. These baboons, dude. Someone, well, Dave. Yeah. Now they are, but you're talking about if they gain some sort of like sentience and mm. be able to like to be able to build and be of sentience, you have to sort of evolve. Mm. So they may evolve to the point where they you can solve it without aggression. Is my point? Mm. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right. I, like, I think you just want to wipe something out, Dave. It's that, that genocidal part of your brain. <laughs> no, I just I just honestly am freaked out by the thought. All I can think of now, maybe I've seen Planet of the Apes too many times. <laughs> Probably. All, all I can think of are these fucking baboons building little houses and, you know, having wolves in pens and, and just rolling <laughs> around. But all right. <laughs> you you worry about that, Dave. You worry about that. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. You worry about it. I'm staying on the story, too. People think uh, I've got a few stories. As everyone knows, Alien Highway really lit my brain up big time. And I'm on the alien thing, but I, I have spotted no aliens this week, and I have not seen any alien news. This news is almost as big to me now, and I'm on it 24-7, seriously, from now on. This is this is real time, Dave talking. I am staying on this story. You will get more facts as they come to hand, listeners. Um, you know, apparently Rich has got no problems with the law, thinks it's all going to work out well. They're going to love peace. I say no. It's going to be a decision that we will regret if we don't wipe them out. I put uh, Firstly, I'm not worried about it happening at all. <laughs> Let's point that out. <laughs> I mean, I almost hope it does happen just to prove you wrong. Um, to be fair, by the time if it did happen, we'd be so technologically advanced, we could probably just, like, insert a chip in their brain. Well, fuck a chip. Like, just, just wipe them out. Like, how hard is it? They're not they, they, they're not that good, man. They, they don't yeah, have... they're like they're like mutants, right? They should just be wiped out. Okay, I'm not going to get into that, but I'm just... <laughs> I, I'm not saying we wipe out the whole civilization. I'm saying we wipe out the colony. You know, that's what I'm saying. You go in there. What I would do, if left to my own devices, okay, if I was in control in Ethiopia right now, I'd just take in like a bomber, like, you know, and do precision bombing on them. Uh, and, you know, and that would sort them out. That would be the end of the story. They're not going to come back from that. Throw a few guards up on the city perimeters and and just take it from there. And maybe that's, you know, someone on, someone on um Facebook, when I put that idea out there, they said it was unethical and extremely anti-intellectual. And I was like, well, maybe. But Sounds about right. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not trying to be intellectual here, although I am thinking, which is intellectual. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I've got plans. I've got counter plans. Mm. You know, so, did, so did Hitler. Pretty fucking intellectual if you ask me. Anyway. Getting off this topic because I'm not going to get dragged into a genocidal argument or anything like that. It's not talking about genocide. What do you mean dragged in? You were the one who fucking started the conversation. All I'm saying is we bomb the colony. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying no, precision bombing you, on a colony. You, you, no, you stepped a bit back, Dave. You said let's just wipe them all out first. Bro. <laughs> well, we'd have to see what happens. As like, listeners will agree with that because we have it now on record. Unless you go back and cut it out, that you said wipe them all out. <laughs> I would prefer we wipe them all out, but you know, if I have to for PC fucking nation out there, I'll settle for precision bombing. You know, and they go back to their forest where they belong, and they stay there, and they don't domesticate another fucking wolf as long as I see. You know. 
Because that worries me as well. Just the thought of them riding around on wolves. As far as I'm concerned, that's a big fucking worry. Now, um, God of War, Ragnarok, expensive bundles come with steelbook cases, Rich, but no discs. Um, they made dice and Mulnier replicas for the collector's edition, but no Blu-ray discs. So you've now got a box without a disc, Rich. I mean, is this just stupidity? Yeah, it sounds about right. It really does, doesn't it? It's just like, what what are they doing with their lives? Um, now, I wanted to put this out there to you to get your reaction. Um, modders, as people who do mods on games, are removing enemies from games to create stress-free experiences. Um, and they did an alien isolation where they take out the alien and you can just walk around the ship. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, like why? Is like, I, but, but apparently these people, for these people it's like a way to de-stress. Like so they could just like walk around a spaceship that there's nothing there and they just walk around the spaceship and, you know, chill out. Yeah, that's pretty sad. It is pretty sad. I agree. Thank you, Richard. You know what? We were so far apart on the baboons, but we're completely on the same page here. And uh, like, get rid of some stress. Go have a massage. Go have a hot bubble bath. Go, sure. You know, sit and read a, a good book. Like, go read Demon Sulfide. I don't understand the, the point of fucking taking things out of a game. Yeah, it just sounds so stupid. It just doesn't make. It. Why don't you just play a calming game like a farm simulator or something uh, like that? Like, yeah, good point. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever. Whatever makes people happy. It sounds. Well, what I, I, I heard from uh, a colleague at work that apparently in Assassin's Creed, there's a version of Assassin's Creed where it's just like a tourist mission and there are no enemies and you can just walk around everywhere. And I'm like, wow. So that's kind of in essence what this is, I think. You know, you just you can walk around all the see all the sites, but you just can't. There are no enemies to fight. Again, sounds, sounds lame. Really if you ask me. Sounds very boring. Like, like that, that's going to get old real fast. Like, you, you climb a few mountains. Yeah, you do the leap of faith. Do that a few times. But then, you know, nothing. Just nothingness. It's just very sad. Um, now, what have you got here? You've got something about Taika Watiti, who, by the way, has Love and Thunder coming out uh, this week. What, what's he doing with Star Wars, yeah, Rich? So, uh, apparently, according to Taika Watiti, he forgot that uh, Natalie Portman was in the... Uh, Star Wars prequels because he offered her a role in his upcoming Star Wars uh, movie, and she had to say, uh, "Yeah, I've already been in Star Wars." Uh, yeah, I was Padme for three movies, but that's pretty hilarious. But I, guess I think it's it hilarious because that's definitely the guy I want uh, uh, doing <laughs> Star Wars—the guy that doesn't even know the, the history of the law and who's been in it. You know, that—that's the guy I trust. <laughs> well, apparently, his is going to be all new, so he's been saying that. His version of Star Wars is not going to be relying on the old characters. It's going to be an all-new saga. It doesn't have to rely on the characters, though, but you can't just do whatever the f- Like, you can't... I, I'm sorry, but you, you, you still need to know the history of Star Wars so that you sure. don't go and fucking break any yeah. continuity or anything. And by knowing that, then you should fucking know that Pat- <laughs> it was played by... Um, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Yeah, I know. I'm looking forward to Love and Thunder, though. I'll say that we watched Ragnarok on the weekend. I know you hate it, but I re- we really enjoyed it, man. I don't know, I, I don't know why you don't like it. It's actually a very good movie. It's very funny. It's got good dramatic beats. Uh, I heard someone actually um, who saw 
Uh, I don't know the person, but uh, mm. some people got to see the movie early. Love and Thunder, yeah. And he's basically, his thoughts on it was, it's, um, he compared it to uh, Joel Schumacher's Batman. Wow, really? What it, no, so what he, the, the example he gave was, in uh, Joel Schumacher's uh, Batman Forever, yep. they decided to add a little bit more color, a little bit yep. more light. A lot of people did like it, right? So Batman, yeah. was, you know, people did enjoy it. I loved it. So he doubled down on oh, yeah. all the fucking flashy lights and the color and he all sure that. He sure did. And everyone hated it. Mm. So he's, the reason he brought that up is he said because that, he injected some humor mm. and some wackiness into the Ragnarok. Mm. And obviously people enjoyed it that he's decided to double and triple down on it. And he like continuously wacky and jokey, like mm. just scene after scene after scene after scene after scene. Mm. So I'm just like, yeah, okay. That's it. Like I that's not really good. didn't, I wasn't a massive fan of a lot of the humor in Ragnarok. The fact mm. that like he's just doubled down on that. Like he's doubled down on the wrong thing from, like Joel, yeah, wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. Elements. It sounds like he may have done that. So I don't know. I just I'm not a fan of the man's humor. Don't no. get it. I don't understand what people like when he added the what's the guy's name? The Rock dude. When he's like, oh hey bro, I'm oh like, yeah, oh my god, it's so fucking annoying. Crag, like, whatever. Funny. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not funny. I'm sorry. He's just it's not funny. Yeah, that I wasn't that funny. I agree. That wasn't that great. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just like it's like to me they're trying to make Thor. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah, but mm. but James Gunn, to his credit, especially with Guardians of the Galaxy, he knows when to pull back mm. and to be sort of like heartfelt. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um, uh, oh, and the guy did say that he thought that um, Taika Waititi did a very poor job uh, with Guardians of the Galaxy in this movie. Right. He, okay. he said he pretty much made them come across like real dicks, but yeah. there wasn't any of that sort of like art yeah and family that so as i said i, I wasn't i look I, i'll maybe check it out when it comes to streaming or like that but um, i don't yeah. want to go pay money to see it at the cinema no i'll do the review for the show uh and you've given yeah, I me mean, you've got your reservation that is a, that is a good point you make about the batman movies because you are right the first one forever he definitely had a little bit lighter tones um but he also had some more classic tones and i thought it was a good mixture and then he just, as you said, it went so overboard it wasn't even, it was ridiculous. Mm. Um, yeah, he learned all the wrong lessons because Batman Forever made a fortune at the box office and he just, every decision he made, some of which was studio-driven, was wrong, basically. I mean, he even admitted that himself. Josh Shoemaker, I think one of his biggest regrets was was, was Batman and Robin, you know, and, and all the choices, yeah. a lot of which was driven by the studio too. Like, it was like, mm. it was... Yeah, yeah, that's – I definitely hear what you're saying, and I think there is that potential. Like, I'm going into the movie with eyes wide open, if you know what I mean. Like, I'm not I'm not sort of so blind to it that I don't see that not being a, a concern. I did see IGN gave it a seven, and it was a favourable but mixed review. Like, it was favourable, but it did have some pointers um, about it that was, you know – it was, it was favourable, but it wasn't, like, glowing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, from from the sounds of it, and and my prediction is, I think people will have fun but find it empty. That's yeah. my prediction. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'll see it this weekend, and I'll have a full review of it um, for next show. Now, 
The new Buzz Lightyear movie um, is out. Uh, Tim Allen said it had a wonderful story, but it does not have any connection to Buzz Lightyear. That was what Tim Allen said. And Tom Hanks says he doesn't understand why Tim Allen didn't voice Buzz in Lightyear. He'd hope to see Allen in Lightyear, so their respective movies, because Hanks is in Elvis, could go head-to-head at the box office. There was going to be a bit of friendly competition. And, yeah, he was baffled. Um, and, well, gee, yeah, the movie sunk. It just feels like... This, yeah. Well, from the sounds of it, it's not really anything to do with Tim Allen. I mean, I no. don't think that helped. But the, 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 the fact of the matter is, and this is everyone hearing, the like, what was that, Richard? Buzz like, it's a boring movie. Mm, it's really. dull. It's boring. It's it's a drag because really. it, it, it's basically a story just about him trying to find fuel to get right. a colony back to Earth or something like that or off a planet. Right. And whenever he goes up there to test and he comes back, uh, it's been minutes for him but years for other people. Uh-huh. So, but it's not like the Buzz Lightyear. Where you, he's, there's no big space battles. There's no... Really? You know, it's not a massive over-the-top action adventure, oh. you know. Uh, what, what was it What was it called? Um, the command that he worked for? I don't even know. Star what Command or Space yeah. Command or something. Yeah. Like, it's nothing. It's it's not. Like, it's, this should be like a massive fun yeah. Star Wars 100%. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's absolutely, it's a dull. Wow. I thought it was going to be really high-paced action, you know. No. Everyone has said it is a very boring movie people have said there's no ways that andy watched this became a fan of buzz lightyear no yeah good point good point yeah that's a shame because i think it had so much potential um as an idea i didn't i liked the idea you know yeah i think they should have got tim allen but but it sounds like the actual movie sucks as well well that's what i said like it yeah i don't think that would have helped i mean it didn't help but i don't think that would have saved it was still yeah, it, it was, was still a boring movie from what everyone is telling me that's seen it. Wow, that's that's crazy, man. Like, um, yeah, just it's it's it's, it's mind boggling how badly they do some of these things. Now, George Clooney's bat suit from Batman and Robin, often referred to as the nipple suit, has gone up for auction with a forty thousand dollar US starting bid. That's twenty thousand dollars per nipple, Rich. Oh, but how many per butt cheek? Because remember, it had butt cheeks on it too. <laughs> That's true. People, people always forget the butt cheeks. Everyone always goes to the nipples, but I'm like, but what about the butt cheeks, man? Like, that really, like, separated the butt cheeks. That is hilarious. Um, I wonder how much it'll fetch. It'll fetch much more than um than 40K. I imagine it will be going for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, you know. I don't know. I reckon uh, my prediction is maximum probably, like, 15,000. How much? 115. Yeah. Okay. 115. Yeah, okay. All right. I'll say 425. Um, Fair enough. I'll say 425. It was funny this week. Um, I was chatting about the tennis with um, one of my colleagues at work, and I meant to say I was thinking about putting 50 bucks on a match, and I accidentally said, yeah, 50K. <laughs> and they were just like, oh. they were like, Dave, I would come to your house and watch you on that match just to see the sweat and the... <laughs> the desperation. <laughs> if you had 50K riding on a match, I was like, yeah, I seriously would, you know, seriously uh, would. And and, the, the, and I didn't actually put any cash on it. And then the person I was going to back lost. So I was like, wow, I'm, I'm glad I didn't um, didn't do that. That would have been a, that would have been a <laughs> fucking big mistake. Um, big mistake. Now you've got some national treasure news. What's going on? So, no, no, I put this in just because of how awful it sounds. Oh, dear. What's going on? So I, I thought when they said there was going to be a National Trevor series going to be based on the Nick Cage character. Yeah. 
Um, now, I didn't think it would be Nicolas Cage. I thought they may have actually, you know, um, just got someone to play the Nicolas Cage character. Mm. But this is this is the um, this is the um, the thing that Disney Plus put out. Mm. Disney Plus has revealed the full title for the upcoming National Treasure TV series. The official Twitter for the show posted the new title card, which reads "National Treasure: Edge of History," mm. alongside a caption that says "Ready for another adventure." Mm. Disney Plus ordered a 10-episode season of National Treasure earlier this year. According to the description, it explores the timely issues of identity, community, historical authorship, and patriotism. Told from the point of view of Jess Morales, a 20-year-old dreamer who, with her diverse group of friends, sets off an adventure of a lifetime, cover, uncover her mysterious family history, and recover lost treasure. This sounds awful. Is it a documentary? Or, like... No, no, no. Do you remember the National Treasure movies, right? Yeah, the Nick Cage yeah. movies. It's basically that premise, but just without the Nicolas Cage character. That sort of. Uh, it's a young girl with her diverse group of friends, and they're going to explore right. issues of identity, community, historical authorship. You know, because, what does historical you know, authorship mean? Like people. Well, who write you know the what they, you know what they say. Oh, you know. Uh, uh, History's written by the victors and all that sort of crap and all that sort of shit. Oh, I see. So it's going to be like Columbus coming to America was the worst thing of all time. It was an evil man, don't you know? But I just thought to myself, I read this description and I was just like, oh, my God. I hate this kind of stuff, man. Yeah, I have zero interest in that. Like, oh, my God, that sounds like it's going to suck, actually. You know, I, 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 I can't see myself watching that in any way, shape, or form. Can you? I... I really enjoyed the 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 Nicolas Cage ones because it was such a um, celebration of American history. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it didn't like you know it wasn't there to sugarcoat anything, them. but it was someone no, but it was someone who was like into the American history and was proud, you know, overall of the American history. And I thought it had some really cool stuff in it. But this just sounds like it just sounds like garbage. I'm sorry, it just it yeah. sounds like something I do not want to watch. It sounds terrible. Um, something I am looking forward to is Paper Girls is coming out on Amazon on July 29. This is based on a BKV, uh, Brian Michael K. Vaughan um, uh, series. I don't know if you ever saw this, Rich. It's like time traveling. It was kind of like Stranger Things before Stranger Things, actually, in comics and time traveling like Paper Girls and stuff. It was actually, honestly, a really good series. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I didn't even I, – I knew vaguely that it had been optioned like years ago on the show we'd done the news, but I didn't realise the show's about to come out on Amazon. Um, and we will Fair definitely enough. watch. It's, it was a really good um, comic series, Rich. Um, set in the 80s and they're like time travelling and there's like a time travel war going on. Um, and these girls who are sort of like in a girl gang, I guess for want of a better word, or a group – sort of dragged into it and they're meeting like their future selves and everything. It's actually really cool. I, I really well, thought, yeah. Well, they're going to they're gonna have to clean up the, the language. I just, uh, I was looking it up and uh, one of the girls calls someone a faggot. So uh, <laughs> definitely going to have to clean up the language. I don't think it's going to be comic accurate. <laughs> oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, well, um, yeah, I doubt that will make it risky. <laughs> I doubt that's going to be in it. Like, I don't recall that in it, but I, you know, I guess it was the. Well, eight, I'm looking at one. Of, I'm looking one. at one of the panels right here. <laughs> well, regardless, it was a very good series. I, I tell you what, when you watch some '80s movies, you really realize how often they use that term. Quite a lot in some of the high school, you know, 
movies of the time. It was quite a quite a um, uh, oft used uh, slur. Um, and you, what's what's this about Xbox, man? What's going on in Xbox Games Pass? Sorry, I'm just looking. Uh, this this uh, this comic looks terrible. Anyway. It's really good. Um, it's a good comic. I I've read it all. I own it. I I strong. Don't listen to Richard. People, he hasn't read it. Uh, Cliff Chang on art. I didn't say it was terrible. I said from what I can, what I'm looking at, it looks terrible. I said it was terrible. <laughs> All right. What have you got about Xbox, Rich? Xbox has revealed that it will no longer supply Game Pass members with Xbox 360 titles since mm. the company has reached its catalog limit. Now, mm. this isn't referred to the Games with Gold, you know, when they give you oh, yeah. free games every month. Mm. Uh, they'll no longer be offering 360 titles in those free games because apparently there isn't any more that they haven't put in the mm. the list. So they'll still continue to do Xbox One and all that sort of stuff, but uh, that's it. If you miss the 360 game, tough luck. It's never coming back around. And what, no games, 360 games, they'll be going to Games Pass either? No, no, no. Game Pass members uh, get the games with gold. This, so this is to do with games with gold. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get those. But, but like, what I'm talking about is, you know, in Games Pass. No, that's still the catalog. Okay. But they're just oh. talking about the free games. They won't be offering free Xbox 360 games through, game, uh, through gold mm. because there's no more. They're running out of 360 titles. I wish they'd do Wolverine Origins. I seriously do. I wish. I think they should. Well, they can't do that because I don't think they own that. But I think they should just, you know, what? they should just cycle back for people that missed maybe a month or something. You know, maybe mm. you, you became a late member because mm. this, ga- this has been going on for years. Games mm. with gold. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. why don't you just go back yeah. and restart it yeah, and yeah, allow yeah. people who missed it to download it? That's a good idea. Like with sales and stuff, like it's not like, you know, like they, the comic sales they do on Kindle, like, you know, they'll they'll put something on sale and then, you know, six months later the same thing might be on sale. Like, mm. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Good point, Rich. Um, but the, the frustrating thing about Wolverine Origins is you, it's not even backwards compatible. Man, that, that game is so much better than the movie. You're just saying that to annoy me. It is a good game. No, it is. That game is. I love that game. If that game is fucking compared. Like, this is the weird thing where normally the movie is better than the game is shit that ties in with it. Mm. This is the opposite where the game is actually better than. Well, and I'm saying that because it's a good game. It is a great game. Yeah. Mind you, I love the movie as well, which I'm, you know, I can hear you making some allegations there about the movie, which I'm not too fond of. I'm not making it. I don't make allegations. (laughs) I just speak facts. Richard, you know I've seen the movie seven times in cinemas. Yes, I know. I, I don't know and why. There's something wrong with your brain. <laughs> 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 but no, it is a good game. I totally agree. Uh, and our final news item is, you'd be so excited about this, Rich. Um, DC Comics yeah. is going to launch a new comic, Punchline, the Gotham game. Um, when I first read this, I thought they were doing a game on Punchline. And I was like, really? Is Punchline popular enough to do a whole game on? But no, it's just going to be. You remember Punchline was their real attempt to sort of do a new yeah, Harley Quinn. I'm know? sure. I'm sure most actual readers have probably forgotten who. To be honest. Yeah, she was. It was blinking. You miss it. She had kind of had a moment in the sun where it was like, oh yeah, she's the new Harley Quinn, and it's like, yeah, but nowhere near as popular mm-hmm. um, as as Harley Quinn. Yeah. Will I ask an old truck driver about life out on the road? If he does a lot of singing when he's bringing in his load If there's a pretty waitress crying for him every hundred miles If he gets a lot of loving, if he has a lot of smiles 
And I asked him if those trucking songs tell about a life like his He said, if you want to know the truth about it, here's the way it is All I do is drive, drive, drive Try to stay alive and keep my mind on my load Keep my eye upon the road I got nothing in common with any man who's home every day at five All I do is drive, 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 drive Shared a cup of coffee, then I had to warm it up And his greasy fingers trembled as he held on to the cup And I said, don't you hear a lot of music, see a lot of sights Well, if you'll tune in to the Grand Ole Opry Saturday night I will dedicate you a trucking song to which you can relate He said, you just do the singing and I'll do the driving me all I do is drive, drive, drive Try to stay alive and keep my mind on my load Keep my eye upon the road I got nothing in common with any man who's home every day at five All I do is drive, 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 drive If I can get the fuel Alright Rich, weekly comics where it all fucking comes home to roost. Now, we did a couple of flashbacks, which tied into our X-Men Fatal Attractions trade, just the X-Men theme. Uh, the Avengers Annual 10, which I picked because we were discussing Rogue last week. Um, we did some comic with Rogue in it. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so this was the first appearance of Rogue. I, I hit Wikipedia. And this told the story of her um, basically... Uh, you know, uh, taking Carol Danvers' powers. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was it was a really uh, beautiful Michael Golden pencils, apart from Kitty's eyes, which look like frog eyes. Um, and the question I had, because I'm not, uh, as you know, I'm not an Avengers expert by any means. Had Carol Danvers been in the comics prior to this? Um, I think she had. Am I yes. right? Yeah, so she was Ms. Marvel as a character in the 70s, yeah? Correct. Okay, because this came out like this was like 1980 or something. Um, Mystique first appeared in Ms. Marvel. Right, so Mystique had been around before. Okay, I I wasn't aware of that. Okay, right. Um, A really good uh, issue. And I love the blend of the X-Men and the Avengers because I don't think you saw it as much back then. Um, You know... Um no, I think, um, yeah, well, I mean, so, I mean, X-Men has taken a lot from other books, um, you know, like mm. a lot of people associate um, Arcade mm. with with X-Men, but he, he appeared, you know, long before uh, really? appearing in the X-Men, and it's the same with, like, you know, Mystique mm. a- a- appeared, you know, in in Miss Marvel and was kind of like a Miss Marvel um that's so antagonist. crazy. I did not know that at all. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, but these were like, the, but this is, the, that was the beauty of like X Men, especially in like your sort of, you know, 80s, golden and, era, and, and, and 90s and all that is when they, you know, um, they, they really built it. 
mm. and, and pulled from a lot of um, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a real world in a sense. Like it's a fully realised fictional world in, in my eyes. Like I, I just think it's just so much better. I'm not saying this is the greatest comic I've ever read, but it was very enjoyable. I, I gave it 8 out of 10 and it was fascinating to see Rogue in her first appearance as just an out-and-out villain. Mm. Yeah, and um, very powerful. Now, I've got a question for you, Rich. I... I'm stupid. I didn't realise. I thought Rogue could only absorb other mutants' powers, but it's any superpowers. Am I right? Uh, Yes and no. Um, So, uh, like, uh, biological humans, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or, or, um, yeah, uh, you know. Not robots uh, and stuff, yeah. But, yeah, not robots or even, like, someone like Wonder Man who's pure energy and all that sort of stuff, which is why in the comics she couldn't absorb his mm. powers and all that so sort of stuff. So is mean, he it, not a human? Limitation. He's not a human. No, mm. no, no. Well, Wonder Man is basically energy. Yeah. The guy who's the movie star and all that stuff. hmm Okay, I didn't know that. I had no idea about that. I was... That was news to me that that Wonder Man wasn't a human. I knew Vision, obviously, um, but yeah, no, it was it was. Dude, I I gave it eight out of ten. I I genuinely enjoyed it and had a good time with it. And honestly, what more can you ask for? Sometimes, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I really, um, yeah, a pretty fantastic read. Uh, I, I like that. Uh, Rogue pretty much like decimates the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Um, and, and yeah, and there's a massive hatred between um, Mystique and Carol Danvers. Like, mm. um, like uh, Raven hates her. You know, Raven Darkholm, that's her name. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, she it, she yeah, really hates her. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, it's really good. And then when you get uh, eventually becomes an X Men herself and all that sort of stuff. So um, here's an interesting fact. I don't know if you if you know this, but mm. originally. Mystique and Destiny mm-hmm. were uh, were originally planned to be um, Nightcrawler's parents. It, Mystique is his mother, isn't she? Yeah, but she originally they were gonna because of Destiny. Mystique like morphed into a man, mm-hmm. impregnated. Um, oh, uh, Destiny, and then they would actually be his biological parents, but obviously oh. they changed that. Because they're a lesbian couple, aren't they? Like Mystique and um, Destiny. Am I right? Um, I don't know if they're a lesbian couple, but they definitely have a romantic, yeah, like tight bond. And again, Mystique is um, amorphous. Mm. View uh, relationships on a sort of a binary level, sort of thing, and all that. But they, sure. they definitely have a very unique and special and close bond. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that no, was cool. Uh, look, dude, I really dug it. I never read it. I I, I knew uh, the storyline. You know what I mean? And it, it, you know, but it was my. It has got that really heavy ending as well, like which is obviously referring to some previous story that I was struggling to understand. So something to do with Captain Marvel and oh, not Captain Marvel back there, Ms. Marvel, and she was impregnated by some guy in limbo. It was obviously an Avengers story of some sort that that got wrapped up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it seemed heavy as fucking hell. Like she was raped or something, and it was a weird, like it was a downer of an ending. I was like, "Man, like they really let." I I didn't quite understand it, but they really let her down, and it seems like they'd really taken the man's side of it, and he was sort of a villain. And I thought it was actually pretty mature storytelling, frankly, and. I imagine back then was quite radical, 
you know? Mm. So, yeah, it was... It was. Oh yeah, it certainly yeah. doesn't paint the Avengers in a positive. No, one. massively not. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I'm coming in at the tail end. I don't even know what she's referring to, really. Um, but yeah, it was it was powerful. I look, I'm giving give it an eight point five out of ten. I, I thought it was a particularly good issue. Oh yeah, eight, eight out of ten. It was it was really. It was... You just don't like the point fives, do you, Rich? You just don't like a point five. You just, I told you, you they've got to mean something, man. Keep well, them special. mine meant something. I guess gave it eight point five. You, you you hand them out like they're smarties. <laughs> Do you think I'll get any blowback on my comments regarding the uh, eight precision bombing? Um, you know, which was already dialed down from my previous statements. I'm think? sure you'll get some pushback <laughs> <laughs> from ape lovers. Out you may there. get some. You may get some really shocked looks. Maybe. How about you... that chick who called me anti-intellectual? Jeez, you know, <laughs> God. Like, it's not a game of chess, love. Um, now, then we had Uncanny X Men One Five Eight, which was kind of a follow-up to this story, mm. and uh, basically. The X-Men um, and Carol Danvers hatch kind of a nutty plan with Wolverine in disguise to, to it, it penetrate the sort of like the US security forces to like, I don't know what it was I was penetrating, but, but basically to delete the data on the X-Men from when Professor Xavier had worked with the government. Um, mm. But they bump into Rogue who just happens to be interning there or something. And no, no, they they are up to something because uh, Mystique was there as well. Yeah, no, Mystique's um, there. Yeah, for sure. But I do think maybe yeah. they were also trying to get data or something like that. There's something and, sneaky. It was yeah. a good issue, man. I like it was it was it was a fun issue, and it felt like a really nice follow up to the um to the previous story because you see Rogue and because Rogue absorbed her powers so completely that she actually had those powers for. Decades. Well, that was yeah. so that was done on purpose, but mm. uh, by uh, at the order of Mystique. So, yes. be, because Mystique, she basically wants to kill Carol Danvers, so she basically oh, got Rogue to right. uh, kill her in a sense. That was the plan. Like, oh. Rogue was going to absorb her powers to the point of killing her, but obviously, she survived. Um, when yeah. Spider Woman saved her and all that in the Avengers. Annual and all that. Um, yes, and Wolverine. But yeah, that was technically done on purpose. That wasn't an accident, right? I didn't realize that. And Wolverine has a special bond with Carol Danvers, which I know from. Uh, there's an issue of Wolverine. It might be the wedding issue or something, and um, he really cuts sick at Rogue big time when she's mm-hmm. joined the X Men. He's super distrustful of her to begin with, because uh, because Carol Danvers was like a close personal friend of Wolverine. Yeah, but you see, but this is always <laughs> this is always going to come down to why I have an issue with with Wolverine. Who? Like, no, but Wolverine in general, right? Like, oh. he, he, you know, has an issue with Gambit. He has an issue with Rogue. <laughs> and it's like, dude, you're the last person to give anyone grief about their past. Yeah, true. Like, you've you've done terrible things. Uh, of your own volition, without your, you know, um, <laughs> mind weight. But you're the last person that should be condemning or judging someone or not giving someone a second chance. Like, I can understand, like, other members being, mm. you know, th- that, but not, like, I kind of feel like Wolverine, that's the pot calling the kettle black. I'm just like, dude, like, you... Oh, it depends. Like, he hasn't done that much bad stuff. Like, you know... No, but, I mean, so, look, Rogue was taken advantage of 
and they took her in and adopted her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, she was played for the fool as well. True. So, true. You True. know, I just feel like Wolverine should understand that. Well, he did forgive like, her. They became close no, friends. No, but I'm, I know, I, I, but I'm just saying at the start, yeah, I could understand others being. Well, he's like kind like of the lone gunman, man. I get it. He, he kind of, he, he's dictated by his emotions, Wolverine, especially back then. And yeah. Carol Danvers was his friend, and you know, no, and but she, he does. But he, not just her. He does it with so many characters where he just always basically holds someone past against them until. Yeah, until true. finally they win him over. But I just go, dude, I just don't understand how you can have that yeah, mentality you. when it's you. <laughs> like, well, you know, d- double standards for a reason, Rich. You know, that old thing. Because I love that people always have to remind him, like, we gave you a second chance. Yeah, that's right. Like, you no, know, you, you shouldn't be the one pointing a finger here, man. Like, you, you're just as reckless and sometimes self-centered and, and dangerous. Like, you know, we gave you a chance. Now you're telling true. us not to give this person a chance. <laughs> that's true. Like, no, that is true. That's so funny. But, you know, but but also when he was suspicious of Rogue, that was right at the start of Rogue. Like, so that wedding, no, no, that but, wedding issue is like. he's been suspicious of everyone. Rogue, uh, Rogue Gambit, um, I think even Bishop, he had issues with Bishop. I did. He, no, I did. Like, he definitely tangled with Bishop at times. Cable, he's tangled with Cable too. Mm. Um, it's yeah, just no. so funny to be with a guy with such a sordid past. He's just like so close. It's almost <laughs> tough to find someone he hasn't had an issue with. You know? <laughs> um, Storm, I guess he's very fond of Storm. They had a brief oh, yeah. liaison. Um, yeah, Kitty Pride. He's always been a big fan of Kitty Pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, he but, only likes clean people with no past. Like, yeah, was, you know, <laughs> just pure of heart, which is funny coming from him. Yeah. Um, who's I always your, just love yeah. that Storm was like one of the few that stood up for Gambit. Yeah. Well, they had a relationship, didn't they? Well, not a, a not a relationship, friendship. but yeah, yeah, a friendship where I think yeah. he taught her how to survive. Yes. On the on the streets and stuff and all that, and so you know she trusts him. But I like that you know. But I just feel like I feel like Wolverine should just be a bit more open to giving people second chances, not being the. the yeah, first but he's guy a hothead, man. Like you know, he's a hothead dude. You know, he he kind of. Especially back in the day, you know what I mean? Like maybe not the new age kind of more modern Wolverine, but like the classic Wolverine, especially back then, he was a flat out hothead dude. That was his whole stick. Oh, the new, the new, the new age Wolverine who's currently in Ashish What's he doing? Oh <laughs> uh, well, him and Scott are both having a relationship with uh, uh, Gene at the same time, isn't he? Oh Jesus! Yeah, oh, right. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're a thruple. Are they? That's the, yeah, that's the new age uh, uh, but Wolverine. Name. I've got a question. Like, I get it. They're both banging Gene. Are, are they banging each other as well? As, or are they? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I'd like to know. Um, I don't want. I don't want to have to read it because <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Like, I, I guess I. I don't have too much of an issue if it's just like they're both banging Gene and it's just like an open relationship. That's not that different from what it was already, is it? I mean, he banged Gene before. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, no, he's definitely banged Gene before in the 90s. Yeah, he definitely has. I don't think so. Oh, he's definitely played that field at some point, man. No, he's... he's no, he has. He's, he's pined for her in the 90s. No, he, dude, there's scenes of them was, making out and stuff. I've seen the p- images of it. Like, they've definitely... they've At some point... Well, let's go to Google because Google's going to be our friend here. In... Did Wolverine, did Wolverine and Jean Grey, this is going to be interesting actually. I, I, I think you're going to find you're wrong, Rich. 
did Wolverine and Jean Grey uh, have sex? <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. Uh, blah, blah, blah. All this shit about, like, um, love. I'm not interested... I'm not interested in love. Uh, blah, blah, blah. We are, All we want to know is, did they... It, there's all this stuff about now. We get it now. Yeah, because it didn't happen in the past. Yeah, no, I... He, I, always, he always pined for her, but she loves... Dude, there's a, there's a fucking image here of on Wolverine in, in, in the 90s of them full-on kissing. Okay? So there's that. Yeah, I'm sure that's when he maybe took advantage and kissed her when she thought Cyclops was dead or something. Well, that still counts, Rich. No, you said that they were they were banging. No, I didn't no, say they were I banging. No, I said banged. I didn't say. Did, no, I didn't say. Didn't, well, then he didn't. Then you're wrong. He didn't bang her. I'm. I, I reckon that at some point they've banged, big time. Here we go. When Grant Morrison revamped the X Men, the page of the new X Men, blah blah blah. Joe Casey and other people were given the companion title, Uncanny X-Men, beginning with Uncanny X-Men 394. In that issue, um, oh, fucking hell. Like, in that issue, Wolverine and some others run afoul of a young mutant with seemingly unlimited powers who was causing a scene at the same base that Magneto attacked all the way back in X-Men 1. He seems to be able to alter reality at his whim. He sends Wolverine and Jean Grey into a different reality, basically a representation of the mutant's own brain. Uh, blah blah blah. Um, as they are near seeming imminent death, they share a kiss. Uh, instead, once Archangel and Cyclops defeated this guy, his power to fall to Wolverine and Jean Grey back to this reality. He then kills himself. Wolverine and Jean Grey don't talk about what happened in that other reality. Hmm. They kissed. There's a kiss. There's another kiss here. I can see. Um. Yeah, there's a kiss. There's a few kisses. Mate, he's been pining and trying to win her over since. I since thought at some I, point he'd 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 banged her. Like I don't mean to be sound sexist here, but look, I thought it at was some point, uh, in Age of Apocalypse they were a couple. Oh, well, that counts. Uh, that but counts. that was a alternate timeline. That counts, my friend. You've lost the bet. That counts. No, I haven't. Did they consummate? Yes, they did. If you're saying they're a couple. I, 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 I that wasn't uh, that wasn't the nineties though. That was I, I, I can't read all this. There's, there's so much information here. <laughs> like there's there's too much information. Frankly, right, it, it's it's the typical will they won't they thing. They never. Well, now they're fucking going at it like hell for leather yeah, every day every day of the week, man. It seems like, I mean, she's being passed around like a party favor. You know, <laughs> she is. I'm, you know, I, none of this is like. Ladies, don't come attack me. I'm not being sexist. In the comics right now, Wolverine is going to town on her and then she's like rocking up at Cyclops' house and that's happening there and it's just back and forth, back and forth. And, and God knows what else is going on, that island, but, you know, lots is going on. Listeners, if you... Oh, it's the island of debauchery. Oh, but listeners, uh, okay... I'm putting a call out there for X-Men addicts, okay? Um, in, prior to the Hickman and all the other people recently, give me an example of confirmation that Wolverine and Jen Grey have got down to business at some point. Prove Richard wrong. 
I think Age of Apocalypse counts. I don't know why Richard doesn't think it counts. It was it ran through the alternate timeline. It 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 doesn't count if it's an alternate timeline. That that doesn't count. It counts because in that timeline she never met Scott. (laughs) In fact, oh, actually, in fact, she does meet Scott later, and the two of them fall in love again. Okay, good for them. But like, doesn't doesn't. But I'm not counting alternate timelines. It has to be the current. (laughs) All right, whatever. In the normal timeline. Although I, I mean, kissing is one thing, but you know, kiss plenty of kisses, little kisses, snippets here and there. I, I yeah, thought, Wolverine tried to force himself on her repeatedly. Well, I night. thought with all this pining, at some point he's he's gotten hot and heavy with her. At some point, like who's going to pine for someone for that long? Wolverine. What's apparently. the point? What's the point? <laughs> like, there's plenty more fish in the sea, you know. Like, anyway, uh, enough of this topic. Um, I'm giving the issue eight out of ten. What are you giving, Rich? Uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, I'll give this one an 8 out of 10 as well. Okay. Then we had Batman 125. Um, mm, Chip Zdarsky's <laughs> first Batman. Didn't love it. De- definitely didn't hate it. De- didn't love it. It was interesting. Uh, like, it's it's so on the edge, Batman. Like, I, I understand it, it's an iconic title. You've got to put your own stamp on it. He's done that. A uh, lot happens in this first issue. He sets up the um, the game kind of thing. That that Penguin is is Penguin running it, but he's also in hospital. I, I was confused by that, but okay. So basically, uh, Chip Zdarsky really, really Batman movie, and he, he thought I'm going to rip that off, right? And so Penguin is killing all the rich people in Gotham uh-huh. because he feels that they always look down on him. So basically, he's dying. Uh-huh. And his final act is that he wants to kill all the rich people mm. um, in a statement. And he tries to get, and uh, so it's almost like in a kind of serial killer, you know, he releases statements and videos, him saying, you know, mm. oh, the rich people, they've inherited their money. I've, blah, I'm going to punish them all. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so then uh, Batman obviously tracks him down because when he thought it was the penguin, it was actually Clayface. Yes, um, that's right. Yeah, that was that funny. Was working actually. for the penguin, and then he goes, he finds the penguin in the hospital. Oh, oh, and uh, Tim Drake gets shot in. He, did he get uh, shot in the throat? Well, he got shot in the neck. So yeah, it's not good. That's Jesus, Tim Drake, look out, Tim Drake. But anyway, he rushes into the hospital, and I think maybe that's where he finds Cobblepot in the, in the same hospital. Luckily enough, and he's dying, yes. and then Cobblepot kills himself, like with a cyanide pill or some sort of pill, mm. and but frames Batman. Yeah, he called the police and then he paged the nurse to come in. Just Why would the police not work out that he killed himself with cyanide? Well, I don't know if it's cyanide, but it's some sort of pill. You know, it could be someone who doesn't. Yeah, but, but like, that's not doesn't. strangling. And, and when the nurse came in, it looked like Batman was strangling, but clearly he's not strangling when they look at the, do the yeah, autopsy. Maybe they'll think, maybe they'll say, oh, you were forcing something down. I don't know. Right. And they obviously haven't thought that deep into it. Mm um, and I do like that. Uh, clearly, the uh, um, you, you talk about another character who doesn't mind his woman uh, who? having an open relationship. Catwoman seems to be uh, well. They're not, they're, they're not an exclusive couple, though. In fairness, well, apparently not, thanks to Tom King. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they really play that Catwoman's, angle. Catwoman's had lovers calling her, calling her up, and she's just like. Shh, I'm on the phone to. That's fair enough. They're Bruce. not a, they're don't, not don't, a couple. I don't want him to hear your voice. Well, then, if if they're not a couple, why is she trying to cover the phone? Because and- it's like because it's a sensitive topic, Rich. It's like it's like it's an oh. ex. 
it's if an they ex- open if it's an open relationship, it's not, it shouldn't it's be. It's not open. It, it, it's not a relationship at the moment. It's it's an ex. Oh, he called her and said, "I'm thinking about you," and all that sort of shit. It's an ex who he's got feelings for, and she's got feelings for him, but they're not tied down. Like that's it's understandable. I mean, Catwoman's had relationships with male and female in the past. I just did, you know? look. He he could have just called up. I didn't. I didn't understand the need to make it like this. She's sleeping around. You could have just had him say, "Never mind." But she's allowed to have relationships. I don't have any problem I'm with that. Just, I'm just saying. I don't. I didn't understand the. But they're, point they're not a couple. That's the thing. They're not a couple. So of course she can have a relationship with whoever the guy was who came in the door. But what? Okay. So okay. I get the uh, the point of the phone call. Mm. Whatever. Whatever. I just don't understand the point of like. Oh, she's banging another guy. No, the, the point of, I, 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 I can tell you the point of it from a storytelling point of view. It's to show that she's still connected to him enough to have a conversation, but they're not tying it down to the romance because she's got someone else. That's basically it. So it frees Catwoman to do whatever she wants to do mm. in her own title, blah, blah, blah. But she still is close enough with Batman and Bruce Wayne that they can talk on the phone. I don't know. Just makes, again, just makes Batman look a bit whipped in. But dude, they're not in a relationship. They're not in. A, they're not a couple. If he was, a, but, if but he, again, it's a, it's, it's a, you talk about with Wolverine. It's fucking <laughs> Batman pining after a woman. But it's okay. That like it just makes him feel fucking pussy whip man. Like no, why, why do he, that? Catwoman is the love of his life. Selena <laughs> Kyle is the love of Batman's life. But it's kind of like the, the the star. You know, they're they're like star crossed lovers, but. They're ships that are sailing past each other at night a little bit. Like it hasn't quite aligned for them to be together, but he does have feelings for her. I can understand that. Um, Wolverine's one is more stupid because it's it's just like it's just a fuckathon on on Krakoa. Like they can't decide what they want to do, so everyone's just taking turns at bat. Okay, that's more stupid. Whereas this is a little bit more quote unquote realistic. In like an ex that you were very close with, you've moved on, but you still have feelings for they. Uh, they care about it. I don't know. It, you don't it like baffles it. me writing your your main character like that, where he's pining for her. He's clearly not around, but apparently she's knocking boots, even though she's they're but supposed she, to be. But he could be too. What, would it make you happier if? Oh like, please, Batman doesn't do that. Come on. But would it make you happier if, as he was on the phone, he was getting a blowjob from some chick? Would that make you happier? No, I just think maybe you could also <laughs> make, make me happy. Maybe Catwoman's also struggling with their relationship and not just knocking boots. She might be. It's only a brief scene. I, I don't know who the guy is. It was just some random guy, I thought. Yeah, just some random, just some uh, booty call. Well, <laughs> anyway, other than that, what did you think overall? Eh, pretty mediocre. I kind of tend to agree. I mean, I'd give it a 6.5. I think there's potential. I didn't hate it. I Look, it's better than a lot of the Batman has been for the last few years, but it's low bar. It's a very low bar that Tom King has said, and I, I didn't read James Hitting the Fourth um, Batman because I was so sick of it, but I, I thought it was okay. You know what I mean? Like, it was... It was I can see there was enough in there that I'm like, at least he's, at least, uh, one thing I didn't like is he kept saying, hmm, like H-N-H or something. He kept, you know how they do like, um, ha, and that he had this sound that was like a sort of meh. Kind uh, of, Batman's right? had that for quite a while though, because yeah. if you go look at, there's, there's a lot of times he says H-H, which is like, kind of like him going, yeah. 
which is actually in a lot of um, uh, yeah. if you go back like ten years. So that's again, that's just him borrowing, mm. copying stuff and all that. Like I don't know, and I don't know. Um, I've not, I've never been the world's biggest Batman fan, but Tom King has really turned me off the character. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, he definitely has. Like, uh, um, pretty much completely, I'll be honest with you, and I know other people are taking over, but I still feel like they're tapping into what he left. Yeah, I, I tend um, to agree. Which yeah. just doesn't... Which is I weird. I'd, I'd prefer that you just, like, ignore mm, mm. Tom King shit completely, honestly, mm. and, and just, you know, kind of almost go back to a status quo, honestly. I'd almost say Tom King was one of the weakest Batman writers in the last 20 years. I don't know why they're tapping into him. Um, he wasn't a success. He got fired off the title. A lot of people hated it. Uh, you know, uh, newsflash, uh, he fucked it up. Um, I don't know why they're tapping into that well. If anything, I'd tap into the yeah. 90s well, if I was going to tap into anything, you know? Well, that's what I said. Yeah, I would kind of, you know, you know. Um, well, if, was if, if that was me, I'd just be like, listen, the last 10 years have been a dream. Forget about it. <laughs> You know, well, I also think you can just move on and just a fresh start. You'd, just, you uh, do the uh, what was that? What was the TV show? Dallas, just do the Dallas. It was all a dream. Well, I uh, look to me, a new writer coming in, like he's got Robin, although he gets shot in the f- neck. The Alfred's still dead, which is annoying. Um, he's lost his fortune, apparently, Rich, which was um, annoying. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't a, fa- I wasn't a fan of that. As I well. don't know if I think he. I think he gave it to Lucius and back to him, I think. What did Lucius do? So I think Batman transferred his money mm. to Lucius, Fox. Mm. Yeah. And then Lucius turned around and said, I'm not giving it back to you. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's how it happened in the comic. Oh, Jesus. Well, that sucks. Um, yeah, that's like, wow, great, great, guys. That's the best you could come up with. Um, yeah, 6.5 out of 10 for me. What are you giving it, Rich? Yeah, 6 out of 10. Yeah, uh, and then we had the last one of the week, which I didn't get a chance to read, was this Black Adam thing. Tell us what this was all, all about, Rich. What was going on here? Absolute garbage. Don't bother picking it up. Don't wait. Not good. It's a just a typical movie tie-in book that is just really shit. Average. Okay. A- out of ten, what are you giving it? Four. Four. Okay. Um. Yeah. Sounds completely terrible. I mean. The giveaway was the Black Adam on the front was just the rock, like the on the. On, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a backup story in it as well of mm. of and the character <laughs> and the character they've basically just made him look exactly like the rock, right? Um, with a skinny body, and it's just yeah, it's just so. And did I say it's a Hawkman issue as well? So that I believe that they're doing uh they're doing one for each hero of mm-hmm. the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. Although I don't understand how this is the Justice Society when apparently it's in it's it's in the now. Because mm. they're talking about Superman and all that. Mm. So I'm just like, what what do you, wait, what do you mean? I thought, oh, I thought the Justice I'm like, wait. I thought originally I thought this movie was supposed to be in the past. Yeah, I don't know. With him fighting the Justice Society, but it seems like no, it's actually set in the modern time. But is it? But is it? Is it set in the movie universe, or is it set just in the normal comic book universe? No, it's this. This comic is set in the in the in the movie universe. It's, right. Okay. It's the Black Hawk Man. It's going to be the um, right. Okay. The Adam Smasher is and and uh, okay. What's his name? Um, Pierce Brosnan's. Um, right. Okay. 
Doctor Fate. Fate and all that sort of uh. stuff. So it's basically it's a one shot for each of the characters leading up. I to see, them, but, but it's not. I don't even bother, honestly. Okay, it sounds shit. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, now, turning to something that was good um, was X Men: Fatal Attractions, Book One. Now, Richard, I'd never read this before. This was your pick. I'm going to say this. I think it's the strongest pick you've ever made in a signal history. This was an incredibly good read. It was a dense read. I enjoyed this. I always wanted to read this. I own the omnibus, but I never read it. I was surprised by just how much I enjoyed it. Um, I had not read a single page. Um, you were telling me this is actually the prelude. To the main event, yeah, so we have we haven't even actually got to the um, main event. Mm. Um, so book one is all the the prologue stuff. Um, it's the build up to the event, right? And we're going to do book two next week. Now, um, I love this. I even love the X Factor stuff, and I'm no X Factor guy. And it had like Doc Samson from the Hulk came in. Had. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to give listeners kind of a bit of a tour of this, what we read in this book? Because I, I genuinely, I mean, this was X-Men. There was barely any Wolverine. I had no problems. I I so enjoyed this. I, I thought this was a real pleasure. And it was so good to see John Romita Jr. Um, artwork from back then. Oh, um, yeah. Ni- 90s John Romita Jr. is p- John Romita Jr. This yeah. is when he was doing fantastic. Uh, mm. His X-Men stuff was just brilliant. Um, and obviously, then his Spider-Man stuff uh, was was great as well. No, nineties Romita uh, Junior is fucking awesome. Yeah, it was. Um, this was a great read, man. Like you should be proud of yourself for picking this one. So, give listeners the, the ten cent pitch on this one. So, uh, so basically, Fatal Attractions is is basically the lead up to Magneto, mm-hmm. and the, the the prologue is just so. Obviously, Magneto, Asteroid M, Acol. Stuff, um, but uh, he's murdered mm-hmm. by uh, what's his name, Fabian Cortez. I think. Yes, his name Fabian is. Cortez. Yeah. Um, he's murdered by him, but people don't know. You know, so he's become a martyr, and uh, there's a bit of a game going on um, with the game uh, master. Yeah, so the game master's kind of running the game, mm. but it's basically it's Fabian Cortez, uh, Shaw's son. Yeah, uh, Sebastian Shaw's son. I forget. Shino or something is his name. Yeah, Shino Shaw or something like that. He's a Japanese sort of guy. It's got, um, I think, Creed, uh, Grayson Creed. Is that related in... to um, Sabretooth? Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's he is related to Sabretooth, but he's human. Right. Okay. Um, and then there's also Fitzroy, who is from the future. <laughs> he's, well, a cra- he's a crazy Chase. character. He's a yeah. crazy fucking character. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that Bishop chased to the... the current time and they all basically they're playing a game and whoever points basically gets to be the upstarts which is yeah faction and all that sort of stuff and um so it collects um some of the uh x-men books Mm -hmm. and then there's i think issues of x factor and and all that and it basically is all and then there's and so and then uh yes there's also the um The annual, but the annual is takes place even before this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the annual, I think, recaps some of the executioner song mm-hmm. um, sort of thing and all that. Um, but there's a lot going on because um, 
this is what I loved about the X Men books, especially in the nineties, right? There was just so many threads, mm. um, there so many storylines going on. So at the time when you've got this game going on, they try people. Oh, Rich, you, hold on, you're just cutting out a bit. I'm just going to um, disconnect the Discord and then I'm going to call you back, okay? All right. Okay, hold on. Disconnect. Okay, you there? Yep. All right. Well, just I'll give you a one, two, three, and just and just keep and just start. For, yeah, just basically from Go where from, you left off. From where? Oh no, you can just start again from just just talk about the game a little bit. You know, just, just okay, yep. and I'll cut you in one, two, three. Yeah, and then so you've got the this game stuff going on. Then there's also the um, the the virus that Strife released earlier. That's killing mm. uh, mutants and all that sort of stuff. Is um, that the legacy but, virus? Yes. So mm. that's the so that that plate is spinning as well. Mm. Um, then you have got the the, the X Factor stuff and you know and stuff and so it's all it's all leading up to Magneto's return. Mm. Um, and then that is what the Fatal Attractions is. Which is, is, is I was also fascinated because I've read more of the '80s stuff, so I mm. knew about Forge and um, Storm and you know their relationship and all that, and it was great to see so much Forge. I'd never read that much Forge, and he was good in this, and, and like, Storm going to meet him in the tower, and and then Forge also found the sort of, like, the remnants of Asteroid M, didn't he? Um, and yeah. and X, uh, Magneto's uh, helmet, and it's kind of teased that Magneto's alive because the Game Master sort of says that to Cortez. He's going to rob him of all his points. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I was I was fascinated by it, man. Like I, and everyone felt like part of the team. I just, I honestly think that that, that it was such a golden period for X Men for such a long time. And this is this is you know I've not read any of this stuff, and um, I can only imagine that book two kicks it into another gear when Magneto comes back. Hmm. Oh yeah, big great. big big battle and all that sort of shit. Um, yeah, and, and even Xavier, um, like, and I've actually got Tasha's comments to read out, which I'll read. But even Xavier, like, with the stubble and stuff, like, he's a bit more worn down than normal. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got all this stuff going on. You've got this legacy virus. Well, they don't know this legacy virus at the time, oh. and it's uh, uh, it's killing um, uh, Ileana, which is oh. uh, uh, Colossus's uh, sister. Colossus's sister. Then in the X Factor books, you find out that it's affecting these people called mutates who mm. were they mutants, but they were also enhanced or experimented on, and it seems mm. to be hitting them harder. And I remember this because uh, I think this is where Jamie Maddox he gets the legacy virus as well, right? Um, in that book, uh, and then later, uh, later in X Factor, it affects him and all that sort of stuff. So, and it oh, X, he- I love X Factor. This this incarnation yeah. of X Factor is my favorite. Uh, it's pretty good, and, and you know what, Ray is also always going on about X Factor to me, and I've kind of always just been like, it, it looks lame, but I no, was like, it's not. yeah, no, it's actually good, and um, and I think oh, and Joe Joe Quesada's art, 
It's great, man. Yeah, I the, the, I was very disappointed when he pretty much stopped drawing. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, I know he was, you know, he's the editor in chief and all that. But my god, man, he was such he was such a good artist, man. Mm. I he's one. I mean, I enjoy the stories, but another reason why I loved X Factor when I picked him up, you know, in floppies and all that was his art. It was his yeah. art that actually got me, yeah, like really hooked on that book. And I was really sad when like he just, you know. Stop drawing because he was a pretty good artist, man. Oh, definitely, he's a yeah, excellent artist. Um, yeah, man. So many, so many stuff happening in this, and, and it was great to see Storm. She really gets like a good run. So at in this period, um, there were two teams. Yeah, the blue and gold team, correct? Yeah. So what team was Wolverine on? Was it the blue team or the gold team? Oh, uh, shit. Because um, did they split the books up? So. You had your X-Men book, and then you had Uncanny X-Men, and is that how they kind of split the books a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I remember Cyclops was the leader of, of Blue Team, mm. and Storm was leader of Gold Team, and I think Wolverine was on her team, if right. I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah, if I if I remember correctly, that's right. Yeah. Um, now, what uh, I think one of the reasons why I love the 90s so much is it has – pretty much all my favorite characters right now mm. i know people are like you know and look I, I i love colossus i love nightcrawler mm. all this sort of stuff but i mean i really you know rogue gambit bishop cable mm. you know i i love all those characters um where was cable in this there was no cable uh no because i don't think x-force ties into this oh, right okay he was doing his own thing they were yeah they were kind of doing their own yeah. sort of thing the the x-force wasn't super duper tied into the 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 x-men right books as, as as much it was mainly just x-men and x-factor that were mm. you know um uh, dude i've got to say x-factor was a surprise thing for me here because you know what i've always dismissed them as being a bit lame and i was actually like you know what this is actually pretty good shit like frankly, from from X Factor, I thought the X Factor stuff was pretty good, and it was a change of pace as well from the from the X Men pure line. If you know what I mean, like it was a bit different. Mm. Now I've got I, I do want to read this out because Tash, who was going to be on this episode but she couldn't make it, and is going to be on book two, she did read out this. Um, she sent me this stuff to read, so she said I haven't read a great deal of nineties X Men, but to me it's so refreshing. It feels vital. The X-Men are standing for something and saying something. They have substance where the current stuff feels like all flash. I love the costumes. I love how political it is and doesn't make apologies for it. I'm a huge, huge Havoc fan, and so it's cool to see him in Polaris. I agree. That was actually cool. Mm -hmm. I particularly like the debate scene on television between Charles and Senator Kelly. I thought it was a cool way to show opponents can often agree. I agree with that. Like Senator Kelly was actually kind of agreeing with Charles. And she also says, I really dig the whole milestones thing. It's making old stuff more accessible, which is how they're doing the X-Men milestones and they're doing like Fatal Attractions and mm -hmm. Phalanx Covenant, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was her comments, and I think she made some – I mean, she – she her comments I super agree with. And, oh, 100%. Yeah, and she was on the money. And I, I know she's loving it, and I, I know she wants to be on next week when we do well, the I second part. This is why I think I have such an issue with – the, the current, the modern mm, X-Men, mm. is they, as she said, they stood for something here, but mm. what, what they stood for was um, acceptance, you know, fighting for, 
um, equality yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And I feel like with modern X-Men, they've just given up and segregated themselves. Sure. And and see themselves as superior. You I know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they, they seem to have a, even Charles and all that, they have this attitude of like, we are better than oh, humans. Charles massively now. Like he's, yeah, gone right over the edge. Yeah. You know, and as you said, and, and, but what makes it interesting is because there's nothing really to say in the new X-Men. Like, mm. because you're not having that debate. Like, put it, dude, the fact that Magneto mm. is essentially himself Hitler and he doesn't even, maybe he realizes it, maybe he doesn't, mm. right? He sees it as I'm protecting, you know, the, the mutants, mm. but he sees the mutants as superior. Yeah. And so he's willing to wipe out all the humans. Yeah. To 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 protect and you kind of go Well, that's at his worst. He's not always that bad. No, no, but I'm but I'm just saying, but that's but that is what you ra- rail against, right? Because yes. again, you're not not only you're mutant, you're Jewish as well. Yeah, no, it's the full so on the double fact standard. That you yeah. must know what it's like yeah, to yeah. be rounded up, to, to be, be oppressed, to be slaughtered, to be to be terrorized, you would think that well, they kind of like soften the edges on Magneto as he is went by. Oh, uh, of course they do, and they've and they've retconned stuff like, oh, it wasn't him and stuff, and all you know, <laughs> it it was body double, all it, that. It, it, it wasn't him for twenty five years, you know. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, there was that storylines where he had that clone and Zorn and stuff. Uh, yeah. jo- Josh Joseph, I think Joseph was yes, yeah, jo- like you know, that's the problem with X Men. Sometimes it can be a bit convoluted and stuff, sure. all that, especially as you go on and all that, but. Yeah, I agree with that, and, that I, and that's I think another reason why what makes that, and you know, what this builds upon the eighties. I don't, I'm not taking mm. anything away from the eighties, but oh. you know, the the nineties. I just think was, I just feel like it was firing on all cylinders. Do you know what I mean? They had these great, yeah. epic, and get yeah, cool costumes, cool characters. Well, I, I, I think, in, in in fairness, what you put, I think Chris Claremont had built such a solid structure and a solid mm. world, and then in the nineties when he eventually left. They were really, as you say, everything was primed to go. It was the peak. It was kind of like the wave crested, and it stayed there, you know, for 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 quite a few years. And well, what you know, what the nineties did is it just um, it uh, expanded the action. Yes. So it still had that that Claremont sort of you know the 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 message, you know, the mm. the political stuff, the equality. You know, that was all there, right? Because Zach mm. Foundation was built in. But all they did was they just escalated the action. They took the action yeah. to a much grander, you know, um, uh, spectacle. It's like know. it's like a hit show. It's like season five or six. By that point, everything's in place. The momentum's going. It hasn't yet got gotten tired if it's a really good show. And it's, it's, the gra- it's gravy time. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and, yeah, I agree with you, man. Like, it's... um. It's it was really good. I I I really 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 enjoy it. I would recommend this Fatal Attractions. Pick it up from book one. I know that the main event starts, but it builds. You 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 get to understand. It's the classic thing, Rich, which we always talk about. People are always like, "How can I possibly get started in comics? It's so hard." You know what? <laughs> Pick up the start of this. Start reading it. Halfway through the book, you 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 feel like you're up to speed. You know what I mean? It's mm. it, it honestly you do. That's the way comics are. Good comics are like that. You read a couple of them and you start getting the feel for it. And they explain plenty of stuff. Like the X Men aren't afraid of doing a few flashbacks and stuff and explanations and all that kind of shit. Like, and it really is a strong title. 
really strong, I would suggest. And I can see why in the 90s at this period, what was it, about 93, 94, Rich? It was around that period, wasn't it? Um, yeah. I, I can see why the 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 X-Men ruled the roost at Marvel. And, you know, as as this was the peak of the 90s comics. And when the market crashed, X-Men and Spider-Man kept selling. And we've had people on. We had Tom DeFalco on, who was the editor-in-chief. You know, and it was X-Men and Spider-Man that kept selling after it crashed. And you can see why. It's a really strong group of titles. And great characters, great artwork, good storytelling. Um, It's just so much more alive. And I think everything Tash said is 100% right. It's not just Flash, but it's also Flash, you know? There's style and there's it's, it's, flourish. It's flesh and substance. It is. It's exactly. It's both. It's not boring. Um, and look, I've 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 always been a snob and never wanted to read X Factor. I've read X Factor now, and I was like, you know what? That was actually cool. I enjoyed X Factor. Um, and and you know, part of it is I think I, I'm reading a lot of Peter David Hulk at the moment, and and I I loved it when Doc Sampson came in. I was like, oh cool, Doc Sampson's coming in from you know, because you forget the. In the nineties, the the X Men were like super, um, kind of in their own universe a lot of the time. It felt like, you know what I mean? Do you know what? You know what's funny is mm. the X Men up until probably sometime in the two thousands. Mm. If you had taken the X Men out of Marvel, mm. they would have been the the something like the second biggest publisher. Wow. If they were just publishing, if they were, if X Men was its own publishing group, it's so many. That's that's how massive it was. Yeah. So not only was that how many books, but just how well they were selling. And is, haven't they? Haven't they, they tanked? They, you know, oh yeah. They really. Uh, I well, I honestly think though as well. Like, I don't know. There's God knows. We're not going to speculate on what went wrong, but here it's all going right. It, this is a great time to be reading X-Men. And I think if, you, if you've if you watched a few of the movies, honestly, you, you know what I would say to you, jump in. And um, all the X-Men we've been doing on this show over the, you know this episode has encouraged me to, I'm going to start doing some X-Men picks for the show. Uh, and, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to be lining up a fair bit so oh, good i'm gonna Excellent. i'm gonna pick uh so what i want to do is i want to pick a little bit from different stuff so i want to we'll do like an x-force sure thing i also want to do do you remember uh generation x i never read it but i know of it yeah yeah i want to check that out because i never got into that one so i, I want yeah, yeah, to check that one definitely out well. i'm definitely down for that and um i man, i and and i was like when I saw Colossus' sister, I was like, I swear to God, I remember her being older back in the day. And then they explained the storyline that she, she, mm-hmm. and because I, I was like, I, I mean, I know that she was young, but I'm like, I swear that not just in more recent, I swear back in the day she was older. And then they explained it. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And yeah, she's dying of the legacy virus. And, well, died, didn't she? No, she got put in a coma. That's right. Um, uh. I think she does die of it. No, she does die. Yeah, yeah, but it was sad, man. Like, and um, yeah, like I'm giving to give this nine point five out of ten. It's almost a flat ten out of ten. Uh, I and I honestly think this was one of the absolute best reads on Signal history, and um, we're definitely going to do book two next week. I, I loved it. Oh yeah, it's a nine out of ten for me. That um, no point five. Uh, the, I, the, no, no, no. The uh, <laughs> I, I've. 
Trust me, uh, I'm pretty sure fa- the the actual event's probably going to be a ten out of ten. I can't wait for the. I'm I'm so ready for the for the for for, for book two because because I, I I and what a dense read. I mean, I really I was reading it and I said, well, to, you know, wow. Well, but how cool is it that they 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 were smart enough to do the prologue? Yeah, definitely. Because if you had if you had just read Fatal Attractions, mm. you'd probably be so lost. Yeah, you'd just be like, "What is going on? What is happening?" Here? So I think they were so smart to to build it and go, "Well, well we, we, we've got to include sort of the build up just so You've that you to, have yeah. an idea yeah. of what's going on. We can't just go straight into the I the, love the, the build up. I, I love feeling like I know what's going on, so I know some sort of version of the stakes, you know. Yeah. And look, it was a Decent chunk of reading. I think it was a like 380 pages, but it was a pleasure, really. Um, excellent stuff, Rich. I, I think pat yourself on the back, man, because you picked a, you picked a winner. You picked an absolute winner. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, well to be fair, it's really not that hard to pick a winner if you go 90s X-Men. Let, I'm yeah, just, you know, yeah, still, you know. still, still, you know, still had to do it. I mean, you pick some, you pick some stinkers in the past. Let's, let's not forget. Uh, you're not the, you're the last one to talk about picking stinkers. Not me, man. I can't think of anything. I haven't picked. <laughs> the, I haven't you can't think of anything. I can't, man. I, oh. I associate my name with hits. I'll type you up a list and I'll send it over to you. <laughs> no need, Rich. Um, I do remember Trigon Empire from you. That was a slog. Jesus. That was probably... Well, I had to pay you back for the Conan. (laughs) Oh, that was... That wasn't Conan's finest hour, actually. The the Conan I picked. Conan in meetings is what I call it. (laughs) Conan Conan conference calls. Senator Conan. (laughs) Senator Conan. Trapped in negotiations. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, look. Um, it's been another great episode. I do want to mention, um, again, the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Signal Dean. If you can support it, you're really helping to support the show and, you know, support me and Dread or Dead and Legion Outpost as well. And it really does all help. And there is exclusive content uh, there and and more coming on. Um, we're proud members of the collective, obviously, with uh, guys like Ray on um, Last Sons of Krypton and... Uh, Into the Night, uh, his Moonlight podcast, excellent podcast. You got uh, Ghost Spider Groupies, you got Capes and Lunatics, where I do a uh, Capes and Lunatics with Phil and Lilith and Charlie. They have so many shows, I can barely keep up with it, but he does have you covered. Um, and I even have uh, a guest spot on Ultimate Spidercast uh, monthly with Ray and Phil, where we cover, we're doing the Ben Riley Spider Man. It's a lot of fun, I'm loving it. And um, yeah, there's there's a, there's a ton of stuff on there. Um, I am your target demographic. A ton of stuff on the collective that you should check out. Do yourself a favor. I mean, and you've also got Inner Demons with Brian Biggie, and uh, Brian Biggie has been lighting it up recently on Twitter. Some of the stuff, the Ghostwriter stuff he puts up on his Inner Demons Twitter, it's it, it is pretty good stuff actually. And he's a big fan of your work actually, Rich. Uh, loves you. And um, really. Yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, no, no. Brian Biggie is a really nice guy, actually, and um, funny man, actually. And uh, yeah, we have we have quite the banter on Twitter. Um, yeah, but look, thank you for listening to the show, Rich. You've again, you've come in, you've you've dominated. Yeah, I think you've hit a double hundred this 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 show, man. I think you've hit a double hundred this time. Came in and lay some smack down. Yeah, I mean, I came in, I was punchy. I, I started the show super sarcastic. I'll be honest. Even by my standards, I was like, "Actually, no. You started quite dark, 
Good. Then you went sarcastic. <laughs> then you went genocidal. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. The precision you've, bombing. You've run. You've run quite the gambit uh, in this uh, in this episode. I'll say that. I love it. I love it. All right. On that note, thank you and good night. Good night. Great episode, Rich. Thank you.